Hello and welcome to show 84 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Oh yeah, 84, baby! Pew, pew, pew! Yeah, I love it, I love it, you're on the ball today. Well, you sound like you're on the ball. Yeah, I'm on the ball. Like Anton Deck. That's right. That's a pretty on the ball, Magic Johnson, who played basketball, holds the records for assists in his six-game NBA Finals series from 1985 with 84 assists. So there you go, there's a connection with assists. Assist? What, as in like a growth on your, like under your skin? That, no, so that you pass assist. the ball to other people. Oh. Uh, uh, and you, you dial plus 84 for Vietnam, so there you go. I thought you meant a medical condition, you know, where you get assist in your arm or something. Oh, that wouldn't be funny. That would be a tumor. No, that's not a tumor. It's assist. assist it's the right. same thing. Doctors just use the words to confuse people. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, these podcasters took a turn. I know. It's like, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I should do introductions, shouldn't I? Yes, introductions. So I'm the daddy, as always. There you go. Stuart. Stuart is your real name. It's Stuart is my real name. That is true. Otherwise known as Stew Pot sometimes. Stewie to others. And uh, Flower. Sarah mentioned. is also your uh, weekend name. That is my weekend name. That's my weekend name, yes. And uh, I usually wear a, wear a floral dress and uh, six... <laughs> You're right, fellas. Uh, Stocking suspenders. Uh, I'm going too far now, aren't I? Yes. Okay. Uh, we've also got Ginny here. Hello. There you go. <laughs> I say, when, when we record the show, listeners, right, Stu does this countdown thing, right? He goes, three, two, one, and then he starts the show. Yeah, yeah. He's very... Greg does a similar thing. He doesn't count down, but he just starts... Stew is very difficult to, to, to put off. Because like, I feel like my role and Duke's role is to kind of put Stew off. And <laughs> Stew doesn't get phased very easily. Greg is easy. All you no. got to do is cough. And he'll just like, oh, God, you guys. But Stew is on the ball. He never, never, you know, I can swear. I can call him a welly head. I can count down for him. And he always, he's always... Sometimes when he counts down, we count up. Three, yeah. six, two, five... Nine. Oh, it is, shut no, up! It is true. It is true. But you know, to be to be fair, I I often just move on when someone's doing something daft, and, and I just ignore you. <laughs> so yeah. I just I just blank you out. It's like Millie. You see, I'm used to Millie coming up and bothering that's, me all the time. So what you're saying is we're like your daughter. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's normal for us because when you talk, we ignore you. I know. I know. That's I realize. This is how we laugh. Cartoons. This is how we lasted two years. I know. It's true. It's true. How long have we been doing this podcast? Like the oh, God. A uh, long time. A <laughs> long time. 16 um, years. Oh, yeah. God. I don't know. Uh, I've no real idea because Duke came in at about episode 26, 27, somewhere around there. Strangely enough, that was 26 years into the podcast. You were <laughs> doing one a year at that point. One a year at that point. But yeah, yeah it was so you. And we're up to, just a minute, in fact, if you if you just hold that thought, I'll introduce Duke and he'll do his clip and stuff and I'll figure out how many right, we've right, actually right. done. Uh, yeah, Duke, uh, we've got you here as well, obviously. Be on the lookout for a trial lightning in, brother, with that 
aliases? Anybody know? No idea. No. Jenny? No. Classic no track from LL Cool J. I'm bad from his album Bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not meaning anything. Talking about the hippity hop. Uh, oh, I had a hippity hop thing to ask as well. Whatever. It's probably about. Oh, why are all rappers black? You know, so it's, it's probably not that interesting. <laughs> right, but what I've got to say is it more interesting. Have you seen Dr. Dre lately, Duke? I saw him hawking Dr. Pepper on TV. That made me cry. That man is a big bastard. He makes 50 well, yeah. Cent look like a skinny guy. He's huge. <laughs> The guy's yeah, well, He's living large in more ways than one, I guess. Damn. I hope he's not beating like... up any female journalists that he disagrees with anymore. <laughs> you know he did that, right? Sure. Yeah. Scumbag. Uh, no, I've got a hippity-hop question for you, Duke. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. yeah. Uh, we had on our uh, Channel 4. It, Don't believe the hype. Over channel the weekend. 4, yeah. uh, the top influences on hippity-hop uh, and what made yeah. it mainstream. And... What? Do you know what they had as the number one reason that hip hop is mainstream now? Uh, I don't know if I want to know this. Well, what do you what do you think they would say? You know, I mean, I'm not saying this is right. This is what was on this documentary on channel. By the way, this is a countdown podcast. I know, <laughs> but, it, but we just, will be with you shortly, people. Just out of interest, um, what do you think that they said was the most influential thing on modern hip hop? The most influential thing on modern hip-hop to make or the it, way to that hip-hop it, is influencing the world? Well, to make it acceptable and mainstream. So what's made it mainstream? Different concepts you're throwing at me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, white rappers, Eminem. No. He was in what? there. He was pretty high up. But the number one reason, according to them, uh, was Barack Obama. What? Because he said he did, like, um, he used Jay-Z in part of his campaign and, and did some shoulder flick thing or something i don't know it was twittering on about yeah let's get some brushing off the shoulder it's ridiculous man it's like like that's a hip-hop thing (sighs) look i'm only telling you look they were saying barack obama i wish i hadn't known that was the number one sounds like a dumb political it sounds like a dumb tv show in the first place why don't they just talk about the music why do they have to right. make it like it did. No, 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 music are okay Duke, with it now. Duke, before I can use your steam to peel off wallpaper, just calm down because I, I think what it you meant was um, signs of how rap has influenced mainstream. Okay, see, that's a different issue. But, well, okay. that's kind of yeah. what it means. But they were, they were saying that Barack Obama doing that sort of influenced more Americans than anything else in regards of, of sort of hip-hop and stuff. Uh, it's so hard to tell what influenced people. It's but like, they, it's had, they had, obviously, Jay-Z at Glastonbury, you know, headlining. You know, they said that was a huge... Well, Jay-Z's hit. an important performer. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if he's as brilliant as some people make him out to be, but he's a good artist. I mean, he's, he's a good entertainer. Good. No, but what they were saying is, like, him headlining at Glastonbury, there was a lot of sort of criticism of that because he said he wasn't rock and roll. Uh, yeah, well, he shouldn't be doing whatever. it. This is boring now. I'm getting yeah. bored. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving uh, on. 100, 177 shows we've done all together. 177 shows. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every show that we've done, I'd have a lot of dollars. Well, 177. Uh, but that does include that the hard. interview stuff midweek that we've done in the past and That's things like right. that. So you add those in, it's at least... No, no, that includes... 178? That, no, when, that includes all of those. How long oh, it includes so all when, of them. What, what was it, like, mid, mid-year Duke joined? We'd done, I'm sure it was around about, between 25 and 30. It was around what, about the 30 mark when Duke What year was that? Was it 2009 uh-huh. that he started? Yeah, it will have been, yeah. Sounds yeah. right. Yeah, it was 2009. I reckon it was about 
May-ish or something like that. Early summer or spring or something. Yeah. Right. It was over, over two years we've been doing this. Oh, well over uh, two years. I can I actually like tell... Podcasting with Shoot. now. We'll carry on talking and I'll tell you when we when we released our very first show. <laughs> yeah. Talking. Uh, uh, this is our last show, everybody. No. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I have got another thing that I just need to mention before we carry on. So I was walking down the street and I saw this bit of banana peel. Uh, I said that could make good game. Uh, we did our very first episode. Are you ready for this? The nineteenth of June, two thousand and eight, is our very first. Wow, this is like three years in the making, man. Yeah. And we still don't know what the hell we're doing. No, still no bloody idea, tell you. <laughs> what are all these buttons for? I don't know. Who the hell knows? I'm trying to play my games with no deal, though. Who the hell knows? Uh, yes. So there you go. All right, so go ahead, Stu. Something <laughs> interesting before we get to the interesting yes. thing. Uh, no, I just want to just let people know that there is no surface lizard this week. There is no. Aw, jeez. Is is unfortunately had uh, an accident with a Hoover on his genitals. Oh, uh, and the pomegranate. I don't even want to say what he was doing with that. So there you go. Hello, darlings. So he isn't here this week, unfortunately. But we have got a replacement. I hope we um, have a super long Flatus segment well, to make up for that. I fear that we may have, if I'm being really so. honest. But you know, I'll have to wait and see what happens. We'll wait there. And see, yeah. I'll wait and see what happens. There. That's right. You got something else to play in the meantime? Uh, yes, well, I've said sent- we have two breaks still, right? I've I've said nobody's you- gonna listen to this show if it's just us for two. What is it, two and a half hours now? Something like these that. days, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Who would listen to that? What's wrong with you people? What the hell are they thinking? Uh, but I have I have sent you something, so I'm hoping you've got it. I did Uh-oh. send you an MP3 file to use instead. Did you send it over the email? I did send it over the. Don't you know the kids don't use email anymore? It's all Facebook now. Anyway, I'm sure you've got it, so I'm not even going to take you on. So I'm sure that's. Well, uh... I'm getting it now. I mean, I'm opening. I don't. I actually keep my email closed these days. Um, I hate feeling like I always need to check it, but it's opening now. <laughs> so go ahead. I'll be all right. I'm sure you will be. So anyway, uh, video games, because that's what we're here to talk about. I think, although it doesn't feel quite that way at the moment. <laughs> well, that's because uh, you're not talking about video games. Well, it's you. It's you sort of asking me when we did the first show and stuff. You know, I'm just, I didn't I'm ask that. I don't care about that stuff. Anyway, so that's how long we've been doing it. Um, so, Chinny, what have you been playing? Go. Right. Yes. Video games. Indeed. I've been playing uh, Infamous. Wow. Well, time. Yeah, you've been saying. I finally it. caught up with 2009. Yeah. Uh, so, that's Infamous. The sound of the electricity in Infamous. Yes, you can do the foliage work for them. Right, so, uh, Infamous. It's a good game. You can jump around shit. you got electric, and bam, 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 bam. The enemies are a bit annoying because they can shoot you from far away, and they have amazing aim. They just they see you around corners, they do. Um, they do. Which is fine. I've finished the first island on it. Uh, I'm on the second island with the dustbin men now. Can I just um, ask you, when you when you did, how annoying did you find the repetitive side missions to get powerful enough to finish the first island? I the the only ones that annoy me, right, and one of these was going to be one of the points that I was bringing up. The only ones that annoy me are the escort ones, 
Yeah, right? You know, where you've got, like, that. four bad guys, and you have to keep zapping them, and, like, now and again, like, you'll get ambushed, or two will run away, or whatever. That's boring. And the other ones is, ah, oh, so I'll put video cameras all over my building. Can you get rid yep. of them? I was like, oh, get a fucking God, catapult yeah. or something, <laughs> you silly bitch. And, like, <laughs> the, the thing is, with that, with, if you've got that kind of mission, your climber mechanics better be good, because the climbing mechanics are okay in Infamous. They're not perfect, but they really, like, start to show... How, how good they are or how bad they are when you have to do fine-tuned... Because most of the time in Infamous, you jump from building to building, you ride, you ride on a wire, you jump it around, you grab this, you grab that, and you just keep moving, right? You keep moving. Yeah. But if you're trying to finely tune to go on this pipe to that pipe around a building to get to it underneath, you have to get underneath the security camera, it's a, ba- it's a bit of a pain in the ass, And he, and he sticks to everything. and uh, So that's a bit... Dodger, I don't think they should have included that side mission. It's no, basically, not. It's basically filler, isn't it? Have you done um, any of the following missions yet? Those were uh, annoying. Yeah, they were annoying too. Yeah, they are annoying. Yeah, yeah. That's another one where you go, ugh. But, um... <laughs> what do you go? The, uh, uh, so, I, I just can't. I just can't. That's clear from the Simpsons movie when he's trying to get into the lake. So, I um, another thing that... that it bothers me about Infamous, is the whole, the, the morality thing. Now, in the missions, right, it kind of makes sense-ish, right? You know, like, like you got the packages and you're like, I could save them all for myself and I eat for weeks or let the people eat or whatever. But in, in the kind of like side mission morality choices he makes, um, some of them are like, you know, I could rescue that guy or I could let that guy kill him for shards or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like this weird schizophrenia that he has. It's like if you, if you took that out and put it into the real world, right, and you waited at a bus stop and you go, I could let this guy on the bus first before me or <laughs> I could shoot him in the face. <laughs> you know, you just wouldn't yeah. do the other one. Do you it's not think about that sort of thing? No, look, I, I did once think, right, I was standing at a bus stop once and there's a guy in front of me and I thought I could punch that guy. Right, and he would not see it coming. He, he would That's have true. no idea. But yeah. like this guy, like I don't have that dilemma in life <laughs> consistently. Cole, right? He's a he's a <laughs> maniac. He shouldn't be given these powers at all. No, he's a potential maniac. He's not always exactly. a maniac. He just thinks about being a maniac. He goes, okay, so I could rescue these people <laughs> or chop off their genitals and wear them like a hat. <laughs> like, why are you thinking of the other one? But unfortunately, they haven't fixed it in the second game either. It's still exactly it's the same. The same. Very it's pretty much like that, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Pretty I could back. give him <laughs> electricity to bring him back to life, or I could slap my balls on his face. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in a conundrum. I do, my hands are tied with electricity. Um, yeah. it's, it's, but apart from that, like, it, it is a fun game. It is super fun. And the thing is, it's cool. Right, it yeah. looks cool. To ride electric wires is cool. To ride the train tracks is cool. Yes. And the way you feel when you're jumping around, the, it, you feel cool. You feel like a superhero. And that's the yeah. biggest thing. When you're playing as Master Chief or you're playing as Batman or Infamous or anything like that, you have to feel cool. You have to feel like you're awesome when you pull something. Wolverine? Out. Wolverine, exactly. And you, you yeah. do. You, you feel brilliant when you do. Uh, and it, it's, it, it nails it. Like it, it, get, it captures that kind of feeling you get if you, if you was a superhero and you could kind of glide through and things like that. So I, I really like it. I think it's a good game. I wanted to play it because you was harping on about Infamous 2, Duke. Yes. And I was like, well, I, I need to play one first. I've got it And it was free. free. 
Yeah, Spring. so I, I thought, why not? So I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. And I'm oh, a little, good. A little bit late to the party, but, you know, better late than never. Yeah. Um, and another game that uh, me and Duke can oh. talk about. I don't know if, Stu, you played it, but I, uh, me and Duke oh. have. It's Driver. Oh, San yeah, I've, I've played this. The oh, demo. my God. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I think this is the best demo I've ever played in my life. What? So, <laughs> I really do think it's a really right. great demo. Oh my god! We, we talked about this when we were doing the infamous sorry, the <laughs> two play day. Yeah, I yeah. think I I I like kind of B movie games. I've admitted that I like kind of games that are not perfect, but hey, you know they're fun to play. And I still think Driver is that. I played the demo and I was kind of like, yeah, this is this is a rental. This is you know fun. <laughs> It's okay, the, the driving's okay, and, you know, the concept is ridiculous, but fun, you Ridiculous? Know. Just because you're in a coma and you occupy other people and they know that you're inside of them? What's ridiculous yes. about no, that? But you're, not, but you're not in a coma. He's not in a well, coma. Okay, so, but you were in a coma, and then no, no, you come no, no, out no, of it, no, you no. have yeah, the ability to occupy people. He's had a near-death experience. Right. And, uh, but, whoa, 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 come on, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, no, so, look, let me get this right, right, so... You got the plot wrong. He has, yeah. he, he has a crash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he's in a coma. But yeah. While he's in the coma, he just thinks that crash was a near death experience. So he's actually in a coma. So you're both right. right. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So, right. I didn't get that Is from the demo. Is it even worth going into this? Yes. Oh this my is God. a deep storyline that we all have. Do you know what I could spoilers for the game? Okay. Should I play the warning? <laughs> this is the first fucking cutscene in the game. Whatever. Right. So you're driving along. Whatever yeah. his name is, Tanner. He's yeah. in a car crash. The real Tanner goes into a coma, and he's in a coma for the rest of the game, right? The dream coma Tanner, <laughs> right, thinks that that crash was a near-death experience, and he got out of it. Oh, right? my God. That's what the plot is. <laughs> oh it's my amazing. Oh, my what God. Needs. Exactly. Um, it's Inception 2, right? <laughs> so, anyway, like, the whole... Uh, what, what I loved about the whole thing, right, is you've got a, this partner in it, right, who's typical, you know, black man, uh, damn, cut the kind of partner like stereotype, and he and he explains like I can move my mind and put it mm. into another driver, and like he kind of like obviously the, the partner goes, mm, that's that's a bit weird, All right? <laughs> and then after he says, oh, what's this? He, he, he's like, okay, okay, you can do that, and he's like, <laughs> I'm no, convinced. No. <laughs> That's a miracle, right? If they could do that, you would sell that shit to the news, right? You wouldn't just go, cool, what's for dinner? Cool, you know, right. like... Can I ask you this? Can I ask you? How does he... How does he... Listen, listen. I could have taken it. I could have understood it more, right, if your partner was driving the other car, but he's not. So you're driving... Well, yeah, that's the other thing. The you're going to have to convince me you can really do this. Okay, fine. I'll occupy you. Boom. Ah! Okay, see, I can do yeah. it. Yes, I'm... No, I'll occupy that guy over there. Yeah, if he wants to jump over a truck. <laughs> What's the Which is obviously what you would do to show somebody that you're Absolutely. occupying them. The first two, little tip when it's loading, you know, they'll give you tips. And the first yeah. one that came up said, use car transporters as jump ramps in flat areas. When a game starts with that, you know it's a day one purchase, baby. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, the thing is, look, I, I, I uh, vision what... Okay, so Tanner... Tanner's mind jumps into another car, and then he's driving, and he's like... Uh, doesn't even what, matter how it happens what, or what. what. Yeah, but, like, what is the real Tanner do? He's just dribbling on himself, driving <laughs> into a barricade while his partner going, <laughs> you okay, pain. dude? Do you think I should take the wheel, or should I let you until you come okay? No, I'll just leave you to it. <laughs> what uh, the fuck? I know. 
Oh I was surprised God. too that like the other person knows that they're being occupied. Because yeah. there's one part where the dude he show, Tanner shows up and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And the other guy's like, apparently really freaked out because he didn't realize he was there. And he's like, "Oh, dude, you should get like a bell or something. Like, yeah. how would that help?" Just driving along, ding, ding, ding. What the hell is that sound? Ah! <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But to be fair, it is. It was like obviously. They come up with this mechanic of jumping from yeah. car to car, and they went, "What <laughs> shitty story can we put together <laughs> to, to do this?" And, <laughs> and the, the, story in the, world. the thing is, the thing is, right? Like the the, the mechanic, the, the mechanic of jumping from car to car works. You know, what I mean, it's funny. It kind of works, and it's new, yeah. and it's interesting. And I, you've got to kind of give them credit for coming up with something that's a little bit different from every other driving game. And that's also, true. it like the fact that they they. Oh, the, the weird thing is, they, they don't laugh about the story. They try and kind of t- tell it to you with a serious fact. If I worked for this company, I would go, look, this story is ridiculous. <laughs> right, but Let's play the game. As little time on the story as possible. But it's, it's you know, like the, the fact that they have a ridiculous story kind of helps it in a way. It kind of makes it funny. Like, it's so stupid, right, <laughs> that it's just like, well, who cares? Like, it, it's, it's true that it's really stupid. As long yeah, as stupid is definitely play, the word. As long as it's fun to play, it, 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 I think, like, especially with a driving game, Stu, yeah. you, you yourself... You see, yourself, I, don't, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether it was fun to play, though. Oh, it was so much fun. The tag team racing... Was. Listeners, there's this... Oh, the tag team racing, I like that. I that did was like awesome, that. because you're controlling like two people. Yeah, yeah. You're no, only like controlling that. one at a time, but you have to end up in first and second place. So you're constantly switching yeah, yeah. back and forth, like and they that. have a quick swap yeah. button so you can move quickly between the two. that was good. That was good. But the, the the police chasing you was hideous. Yeah, it was like, annoying. That's the worst AI in the world. It's just like the most aggressive police I think I've ever come across, man. All they want to do is smash your car up like some sort well, of demo. Of course. What, how are you supposed to stop you? But, You're obviously not going to stop just because they turn their siren on. Well, it's got the worst sort of rubber banding AI ever because you can't almost can't escape from them. You know, they're sort of uh, everywhere. I didn't I do that at all. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? The, you the jump over car, stuff. The car I'm sorry, was stupid, but there's no metaphoric large forks nah. over the car to stab you. It didn't. It, <laughs> you know, I nah, that would be brilliant. I don't do driving games, but it didn't feel good to drive. Coma is over. Fishtailing all over the place. It, it, it wasn't. Yeah, there was a lot of fishtailing, but it might have just it was been the very cars twitchy. That car was twitchy to drive, and it wasn't yeah. twitchy to drive. You just gotta get used you know, to it, though. That's the way it is with every driving uh, game. Maybe. You know, you can swap the car. With your mind, <laughs> I'm sure you can. And I did notice a difference between <laughs> between that and the, you know. But when you were escaping from the police, you're stuck in that car. You can't swap from it because that's what they're chasing. Yeah, it's true. If you swap out, then the timer starts. But going. I love because you're driving this mafia guy around, and <laughs> the guy's yeah. trying to make conversation because you're in the dude, and the dude needs to sort of ingratiate himself into this mafia boss. So he's like, "So where are you from?" If you don't mind my asking, and the guy goes, "I mind you asking." And then there's silence for like two minutes, and then he goes, "Politics?" And the other guy goes, "Not interested." And that's the end of that. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was the first awful. date. It would not be going. Yeah, well. exactly. and the, the, the thing is, you know, a game's ridiculous when the main character has to go into another person's body to get some kind of interesting storyline going on. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it's not brilliant. It's not for me. Uh, <laughs> obviously, potential 
um, sleeper hit of the year. I think <laughs> it's, I love the variety of tasks involved because there were some parts where you had to jump over stuff, other parts you had to tag the cops and then run away, and then you had to connect yeah. to a tow truck. And I don't know. I just thought they did a good job of keeping it fresh. I guess, but it's even it's even that go and ram into a cop so they'll chase you. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? Do that? If you're asking why, why you're asking the wrong question. Why would you do that on purpose? <laughs> the thing is, though, Stu, right. <laughs> This is obviously, look, we're going to have categories at the end of the year, and this is going to be... Stupid <laughs> category. Most ridiculous plot <laughs> in a driving game. I don't know. Catherine's pretty driving, stupid and ridiculous. Uh, oh, game. <laughs> right, and th- there'll be two nominees. There'll be this driver, <laughs> and there'll be um, Need for Speed to Run. So, you know, it's, it's a competitive <laughs> yeah. year. Oh, my God. Okay, look, I'll I take your word. I think Need for Speed the Run's looking brilliant as well, so... <laughs> I, I love these, like, really just... Stupid game, like because you know we'll we'll get our Assassin's Creed and you know they'll be good and Mass Effect. It's all serious. Why not do a little bit of tongue? They should make more comedy games. This should be a comedy game. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like you they don't take themselves get... so seriously. Like doing those are Starsky and Hutch over the top seventies style. Like a, I, I think there should be a shell shaded driver game in the seventies. I really do. And I, yeah. like you don't get like the, the comedy genre in games is. He's pretty bleak, you know what I mean? Death and if they are comedy, yeah. it's usually someone bending over farting, and it's not, <laughs> it's not like yes, prime minister, is it? It's not like it, it's just weird, and it, it yeah. just—it's usually from well, it's toilet humor. It's almost always toilet humor. Yeah, and I, I just Very think gangs. Just a minute, just a minute. So what you're saying is this is intelligent humor? Is that what you're telling me? I'm not me? saying this is intelligent <laughs> humor. I'm saying there are possibilities for other kinds of humor. There definitely it is. But this is comedy, it. though. It should be <laughs> more like like not tongue in cheek. Yeah. That oh kind of makes it sound God. like yeah, I don't know. Maybe tongue in cheek's the right thing, but just a little bit like, hey, this is a bit dumb. You know, like a little yeah. self awareness. Yeah, self aware, exactly. Oh, so, I think he knows he's doing that. Remember, driver game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stupid I think it's game okay. of the Dude, year. You, you like it a lot more than I do. I, I, I think it's good. It. I thought it was. Awesome. I think it's fun. I think it's going to be like a, a fun game that people will kind of enjoy as a guilty yeah. pleasure, maybe. But I, I don't think it's going to be. Uh, it's not going to set like the. Not like you're not going to get um, Fords of Five doing mind swapping next near the yeah. next few years. It's just oh, like, hey, this is a fun idea. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, Got anything else, Jenny? I've also played Bastion. Oh, oh, oh. and yeah, yeah. What was the What was the other for, um, uh, arcade game that came? Insanely out? Twisted Shadow Planet. Did I talk about that? Uh, yes. you play, we talked about it last week, but you haven't right. bought it. You just the played. one that oh, this week is Toy Soldiers, isn't it? I think. No, no, oh, this week. Ninja. Uh, Ninja. Ninja. Yeah, I haven't even played that demo, but I'll review it. Piece of shit. Well, there you go. go. Well, you need a, you need one of those connect things, Duke, to play. It, so you're not going to, are you? Of course not. No. Obviously not. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, I already know how good a game it is. Shut up. Yeah. Piece uh, of shit. Bastion. Play Bastion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I liked it, but like, it's not. I like it, but I, um, I, I love the narration thing in it. I think that's cool, you know. Uh, then he just yeah. freaks out for a while, uh, that kind of thing. I, I thought, you know, that that kind of added like a little bit of uh, like some atmosphere. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the art style's clustered or whatever you said, Duke. I think it's fine, but I just it just seems kind of ordinary. Like there's nothing about it in the demo that. I went well. This is like a definite bite. It's like you go through these parts, you kill these things, you get through. It's like you shoot stuff and kill stuff. Like there's nothing else to it. I felt like it was missing something. Like mm. I don't know. I did like like a, a, another mechanic. Like, like 
like like any ca- a character that you need to interact with or someone yeah, to say. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that because the the bast the idea of the bastion itself is sort of a meta story. Here's how you're rebuilding the world, but along the way, all you're doing is just sort of fighting monsters and finding yeah, pieces of things. I, I, that's I, I, not a story I, in and of itself. Yeah, like you rebuild the world, but like you don't care about this world. Like you you right. know nothing about it. And it's like why right. why would I want to build it? Like it, yeah. that's why like saying some games you would. That have the world, then it would go away, and then yeah. it would. Then you'd have okay. to rebuild it or something. But I, I, the, it just felt like there was something missing. There was no hook. There was no. There's nothing to kind of excel me through. It was just like go forward and kill more dudes. I don't yeah. know about the rest of the game. Like it, it could open up. It could change. Like, um, and if anybody has played it, like uh, email in the show. I've heard. I've heard the ending is. Ac- I've heard the ending's excellent. You know. I've heard oh, great, the, but like, you know, it if, gets if to. the rest towards that is just. No, no. I've heard it's great as it goes. I've heard all round it's a great game. You know, of people who've played it. I haven't. I played the demo the same as you, and I wasn't grabbed enough by it to go and buy it. But uh, well, if somebody's if somebody's like played it, email in podcast at wrestlinggamer.co.uk. Tell us what we're going on. Try not to spoil too much, but tell us if it changes. What or like, and if you can give us an example, because I know I wasn't. Like, I didn't fall in love. I didn't go. Oh my god, this is like you know when you play Limbo and you're like, this is brilliant. Like this is fantastic. This is weird and new and it's like I didn't get any of that from this. Like yeah. it's just or you know even Braid and I know Jonathan Blow is a tap, but you, you play <laughs> it and you go, well, this is this is unique. You know, it's like it's got this weird mechanic and it's like you, I want more of it. I want to see how far he goes with this and you know I, I just think that it was missing that extra little thing in it. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you. I, I, I liked it. I did like the demo, but it just wasn't enough for me to go, right, I've got to put my points down on this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the same with Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. You know, that yeah, was exactly like, it, so. yeah, yeah, I did like that. I, I liked that's it. That's definitely a game for me, like, where, where it goes on offer. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I just... Yeah, I, I doubt I would even get Bastion if it's on offer. Yeah, but then the, the the other thing is, we after playing Pixel Junk Shooter, it's very similar to that. So I was like, oh, I've I've still not finished that, and I've got that to go on. Yeah, I'll go and have a, yeah. I'd rather go and play that again, you know, and try and get that finished yeah. up because it's very similar. Shooter very two, similar. Pixel Junk Shooter Two is like, and that's cheaper. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, so it's it's in a market where there's other games like it, and they they sometimes do a better job or something. Like, you know, I don't know. It's, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Anyway, that's, be... me. that's that's me. Doing. Well, interestingly. Uh, as you, as you said, you know uh, the other the other release this week for the summer of arcade was Fruit Ninja, wasn't it? As you yeah. said, uh, and I did go and get some points to buy this game straight what? away. No messing, serious. What? I you love spent it. money on I that? Absolutely love it. It's not. It is so. Well, I haven't even played. I haven't even seen it, so I shouldn't it judge is, it. I guess. It is the best. Okay, what's the basic idea behind the game? It's one of the best Kinect games I have played. And me and Marty do. What are you going to compete with? Spiders on cage. No, seriously. Me and hop and around on a raft game. That was brilliant. Hop around head on a raft to head game. all week trying to beat each other's scores side by side, and it it sees you both at the same time. And you've what's got to, the idea behind the game. Uh, basically, you've got to just chop fruit up with your hands. In a hacky, slashy, yeah. hockey, choppy sort of way. Uh, but it's, it's so well implemented, you know. I mean, this is one of the highest rated games on the iPhone, and I've never played it on there. Never played it. Uh, and obviously I thought, well, you know, what have we got to lose? Uh, and I have got a little story. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, of course you do. <laughs> so I downloaded the demo, right? And basically it does the, this is where your friends are, this is where you are, you know, score-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was Dave Dog, and I think it was Nitex XL had also bought it, right? 
first go on the demo and the arcade mode is like you've got 60 seconds to get the highest score possible right so it is also he straight away got that replay thing because it's 60 seconds at a time so you just do it oh bugger didn't do too well another six seconds do it again and again and again and try and get the highest score possible right uh first go i got something like 544 right and i was like wow cool is that right two achievements unlocked right and also, it was the highest score out of the three of us. So I was like, I've got top score as well. So I was like, then it was goes, if you want to keep this score and the achievements, you need to unlock the game, right? I had no points. So I legged it into the conservatory. running off to get points. Listen, that's exactly what I did. So I ran <laughs> in the conservatory, right? Put, got, went on shop two because they do instant code, right? So they send you an instant code, right? Did all that. Came back in the lounge and it had turned itself off and gone back to the dashboard, right? And I was like, no. So, and then, right, so guess what? So I bought the game and I thought, well, it, it can't be that hard to do that again, can it? Because I did it first time. You did yeah. even better the next time. Now, never done it since. I've got oh, four, four hundred and hot, four hundred and odd. I think it's about 460 the high score I've got now. And that's after about 30 goes. So I've got nowhere near that 500 and odd that I did the first go without sort of trying. But anyway, that being said, um, it's good. It's got a lot of depth. It's got a challenge mode where it gives you a challenge in each mode. It's got a zen mode where there's no bombs. It's got the standard mode, which basically slowly builds up. So it starts with a bit of fruit uh, and then gradually it keeps on chucking more stuff in and you get free lives every time you... Uh, miss a bit of fruit, you lose a life. So you've got to hit every piece of fruit that comes up from the bottom. But it's done. It's like fireworks going off. You know where you hear that dum dum dum, and then the fireworks go up in the air. It's a lot like that. So basically, all the fruit shoots up from the bottom, uh, and then there's a shadow in the background which is you, and it's just a silhouette of you with your hands. And obviously, where you slash your hands is where you slash on the screen. Uh, but it works brilliantly well. I've got to say, for 800 points. I had no qualms in buying it at all. And like I say, Millie and I have already had a lot of fun playing it together. Uh, there's like a head-to-head in a co-op mode to get the highest score possible. And um, it's got all of that. You unlock new blades. And like the ones I've unlocked recently, one was like a piano blade. And every time you hit something, it plays a note. So when you, if you hit enough stuff, it plays a whole tune as you're hitting stuff. So that's really. Does it matter how you do it? What uh, it plays? No. Is it like an automatic thing? Where no, just... no. It seems fairly random, actually, but it sounds like a bit like a tune of some description as you're sort of hitting stuff. So that's quite cool. Then there's all there's all sorts of different blades to unlock. There's all different backgrounds you can unlock. Uh, I think they've done a really good job. A bit of a sort of, you know, half an hour here, 20 minutes, uh, 10 minutes here, whatever type of game, it's perfect. And it's uh, to me, for me, out of all the ones, it's my favorite summer of arcade games so far. <laughs> Uh, and it's the only one I've really been compelled to buy. Well, no. Well, I bought From Dust, but that was just stupid. <laughs> you were obviously compelled uh. to buy that because you bought it. Yeah, well, that was just stupid, but... Well... Uh, this is the first one where Don't I've actually enjoyed learned. it after the purchase and not regretted anything. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but I've got 1,200 That's points. That's great. If you like it, more power to you. I just I love it. don't think I would. You probably wouldn't do. You probably wouldn't be able to see the point in it. You know, that would just be yeah. you. But hey-ho, it's good exercise as well, so I'm up for that. You know, I, I did have a first sweat on after playing with Millie for about half an hour. So that was great. Uh, so I played that, and then the, 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 I did the El Shaddai demo. El oh, Shaddai. God, that game sucked. 
Yeah, do you know? It was interesting. I played it on normal. Normal, you hop around and you're, it's yeah. sort of a 3D platformer. Yeah, I played it on well, normal and I was just like, nah. And I like the I like the art style, but I didn't like the the actual gameplay that much, right? And then tonight before the show, I thought I'll just play it on easy, see if I like it any better with it. It's not so hard, right? Because I kept getting chucked back about three bits because the checkpoints were quite far apart. Yeah. Uh, played it on easy and enjoyed it more. I enjoyed it more on easy because I didn't have to struggle so much and yeah i'm always okay when i played on easy i liked it a bit better but it's still not something i'll go yeah i'm gonna get it you know it's it's it was all right it was better on easy than it was on normal uh as weird as that is and then uh the only other thing i've done this week is i bought the humble indie bundle oh yeah uh, and my computer, as you know, it, it struggles to run a lot of games now because it's, I don't know, it's broken in some description or another and closes itself down and overheats and stuff. So I thought, well, you know, these are little indie games. I paid $16, so I gave a fair amount, you know, to, to the thing, which is, well, I guess about 12 quid, 13 quid. Uh, and the average was $5.68 or something like that, so I gave a fair so amount. You're twice as generous as the average. Well, almost three times, to be fair. Almost three times. Times. Uh, yeah. So I did that, and I've got to say, Machinarium is one of my favorite games I've played this year. Yeah, it's an awesome game. I, Millie and I are playing it together, right? And yeah. I'll tell you one thing, the point-and-click adventure game is not dead. Because no? this game is sublime. I just love it. I absolutely... Just everything about it. The atmosphere, the little animations, when he does yes. a little boogie. Oh, it's just brilliant. And the puzzles are just excellent. There are some... They, they, there are some that are pretty hard toward the end, but... There's yeah. some hard ones in the middle-ish area. I'm stu- we're stuck at the moment, but yeah. Millie and I are playing together, which is great. And she... What's the, the first time she's played a game where she comes in every night and goes, can we play some more of that game? Nice. And she's, actually, she's got the bug. She has she's got addicted. the bug. And we, we're, we're doing, we're on the pipe puzzle at the moment, you know, the one where you have to turn the water off to the shower head. Yep. Oh, my God. And we're trying every combination. I was bloody trying to trace the route, where it goes, how to stop it. Yeah. We, we've, not, we've not solved that one yet. Uh, the Connect 4 one took us a little bit of doing as well. You know, we have to play, well, it's Connect 5 with the nuts and bolts with the dudes. Uh, Pente, go, go Moku, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's so that, that took a little bit of time to do. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't give you any, so you just have to try and figure out what you've got to do. And I'd missed the bit at the beginning where it shows you, and Millie's like, yeah. I don't remember. So I had right. to figure out how to beat him. So that was, but there's some cool little puzzles. There is some old ones. There's the, the, the lily pad one. Yeah. Uh, there's sort of frogs on the lily pad, but done in a different way. So I, I knew that one pretty quickly. But overall, I'm loving it, and I just love everything about it. Just the, the and the soundtrack is just brilliant. Yeah, it uh, is. because you get that free with the humble indie bundle as well. So oh, nice. uh, yeah, you get the soundtrack for that and two other of the games. So I've got to say, it's the best sixteen dollars or twelve quid, whatever it was that I've ever spent. I just think it's excellent. Just for that game alone, is yeah. is just superb. Uh, then I played Osmos, uh, which is interesting. Uh, which is a bit like uh, a Katamari game in a different setting. It's uh-huh. probably the easiest way to describe it. So, because basically, I'm gonna roll the world up. Not quite as silly as that, but uh-huh. similar concept. So basically, you're a, like a, a germ, I guess, or a cell, or a, a little cell, I guess, and you've just got to become bigger than all the other cells in the area by absorbing the smaller ones and making yourself bigger than all of them. And when you when you do that, you complete the level, basically. Uh, yeah. Again, beautiful sort of music, very sort of chilly, no real challenge to it, but my computer definitely did not like that game. 
It definitely did not like it. it That's was, weird because it sounds like a kind of simple game. It is, but it's a it's a beautiful looking game. It's very uh, graphical, very sort of shiny, really nice looking thing. And I don't know, it didn't like it. It kept on flicking to like a load screen, then coming back on again whilst you were playing. There was something weird going on, so that didn't work too well. Uh, and then the other one I played was Crayon Physics Deluxe, uh, which is also on there, and that's excellent, but really hard. What is it? It's basically oh god, it's so hard to describe. So basically, There's crayons flying around. You got to slice them with your no, ninja sword. It's, it's like a drawing game. So you have a bit of paper, and then it's physics puzzles. So you have to draw in lines with crayons to solve the puzzles, basically. And you've got to get a circle, like, you know, that's like a ball from point A to point B. So you basically uh-huh. got to hit it. Um, your doodles are bugged. A little bit like your doodles are bugged, uh, but slightly different. But it then starts putting pivot points in and hammers and all sorts of weird. So you have to start drawing hammers and stuff. And get, but it's all physics based, so they swing exactly as they would. If you do the hammer bigger, obviously it swings faster because it's heavier, etc., etc. Interesting. It's a good game, though. It's a really good game, but pretty. It soon gets challenging. And then, and it's not about solving the puzzles because you can solve some of them really easily. It's it's how stylish you solve them determines how many points you get. Oh, that would annoy the heck out of me. Yeah, so the more complex the solution you come up with, the more points you get for doing it. So the cooler looking your solution. So if you never pick mind, simple... Matt, just let me solve the puzzle. That's well, dumb. you can you can do that, but you only get like one star because you've done it in Fine, the I'll only get one obvious. star. So it's sort of who if you can come up with the most unobvious way of solving each puzzle, the more. Uh have any time for that crap <laughs> so you probably hate it. How, um, it how does it know that you've done a complex solution well there must be it must have built in what all the different solutions are possible you know and then obviously mm. depend determines which one you've done if the ball goes this way then he probably did it like that if it goes that yeah. way so it must be able to figure out which one you did uh now the ones i haven't played is actually there's a man standing you there watching while you play yeah well i knew I, it i knew it maybe yeah. Uh, Hammer Fight and Cogs looks interesting as well, so I'll be giving that a go as well. And what's cool about Cogs is it's got a netbook version and a standard desktop version as well, so it's got two two different versions depending on what platform. Mm. I've got I've got to say, I I really wish that they would do this on on Xbox Live Arcade or you know on any of those things, you know, because it's so cool. And they made all together in the end they made two million one hundred sixty eight thousand two hundred eighty one dollars. In sales, uh, that's what they made in the in the time it was being done. Come on, you stupid sound! Thank you. Yeah. So yes, I mean these, these uh, developers must have made a fortune, you know, more so than they probably so. ever would normally, you know. And it's a great way of marketing, you know. And I love it. It so. is. It worked well with World of Goo, and it works well here. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't always work well. Radiohead have some horrible failure trying to do this with an album. Yeah, yeah. but you know. Yeah, well, uh-huh. it, but like, the thing is, uh, like, I mean, the whole Steam sale thing spurred on the the um, sales yeah. that we get every week now on Xbox. Like, sure. if it wasn't for Steam, we wouldn't get those weekly sales on Xbox. So hopefully things like this will make Microsoft think, hey, all these old games that no one plays that we've had on our yeah, arcade yeah, yeah. list, let's sell them for, like, 2,000 Microsoft points, and you get, like, 50 arcade games that no one even yeah, plays. Yeah, yeah. like, you might get a few good ones, you might get, who cares, you know? So. Yeah, and the other the other cool thing about this is, you know, it's it's sort of some of these aren't. Hey, I mean, it's, it's, who cares? 
there are a lot of great games because Braid was in there if you paid over the normal price. So you got Braid, you got uh, obviously Machinarium, Osmos, Revenge of the Titans. You know, there's all these sort of really, and they're all quiet to them. be fair. To be fair, they're really they're all been pretty quite cool games. So there's none. I tried and yet it moves, and I thought my computer was going to blow up, so I turned that off pretty swiftly. By the way, <laughs> I gave that one a whirl as well, which is cool because you turn the screen around to go where you need to go. So that's a really cool sort of weird platformer. Uh, yeah. But it looks, it's, again, it's got a great And the other cool thing they did, you, you don't have to be on Steam. You can just do direct download, which is what I did in Instagram. Uh-huh. So you can do it anyway. Windows, direct link, Mac, Steam, whatever you want. bring your discs. Yeah. yeah, well, almost. I think they do Floppy everything. Floppy discs. But that. <laughs> everything but Punch that. cards. So, yeah, I think it's brilliant. And I'm, I'm guessing we'll have another one next year. So, yeah, very cool, I've got to say. Excellently done. And uh, yes. Some great games, like I say, Millie and I are really playing the heck out of Machinarium, and I'm sure we'll get to the end, and yeah, that's great. Really, really good. Uh, and that's it for me. So, Duke, what have you been doing? All right, I'm going to talk fast, because we've all been talking for an hour about all this stuff. So, let me get to it. Uh, first of all, I'm going to talk about what I've been reading. What you've been what reading. What you've been reading. I finished Grand Theft Childhood, and I oh, have to say, okay. it is the most important book ever written about video games. I love Tom Bissell. Tom Bissell, Tom Bissell uh, he's fuming right now. You know what? He deserves it because he dissed Fear 2, so I'm mad at him still. I'm going to say you've fallen out with him anyway, haven't you? Well, here's the thing. As much as I love his book, I don't know that I would really call it important. It's a good book. It's worth reading. I read it, and I kept thinking, yeah, he really says a lot of things about uh, why games matter, and like it was really uh, – it confirmed a lot of what I believed. But I don't know if I would say to people like – if they were like, hey, why do games matter? I don't know if I would give them his book. I mean, I would, but um, I don't think it's as important as this book. Well, I'm going to take that, by the way, on holiday with me in the next week or two. So I'm going to try and read Tom Bissell and get it done. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that book. I gave it five yeah. stars on Goodreads, and I, I think I it's something that every gamer especially should read. I see what you said, but look, look, Tom Bissell's book is a book for gamers. Whereas, it is. It really is. What, Grand Theft Trolls is a book for people that don't know a lot about games. Um, Absolutely, it's it's kind of like a good thing to say. Hey, look, like games are not stupid. They're you know like you like the media's perception of games is stupid. So, so right. can I ask? I can I ask who, who wrote it? Who was the author of the? Grand Theft um, Childhood is written by two pe- two researchers, Lawrence Kuttner, PhD, and Cheryl K. Olson, SCD. I don't know what SCD stands for, but she's a researcher as well. Um, they are co-founders of the Center for Mental Health and Media, based at the Department of Psychi- Psychiatry-, Psychiatry at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Both are on the psychiatry faculty at Harvard Medical School. So these people have done a lot of good research. So, so you, so you're going to get one on for interview? Then you're going to have a go. I would love to have an interview with them. Yeah, anyway, see what you can the, do. See what you can do. I will. If I may, the final paragraph in the book is that... <laughs> Hello, I'm just, you know, putting a seed, that's all. Hey, Jake, you should try get an interview with Yeah, them. you should try get an interview with one of those. That'd be cool. I, I sort of already thought about it, actually, yes. I'm working okay. on another interview, too. Okay. The final paragraph in the book is this... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. It's okay. For most kids and most parents, the bottom line results of our research can be summed up in a single word. Relax. While concerns about the effects of violent video games are understandable, they're basically no different from the unfounded concerns previous generations had about the new media of their day. Remember, we're a remarkably resilient species. And the whole book does a really good job of going through that and explaining why the real problems are elsewhere. And, for instance... Um, you know who Rob Blagojevich was? 
or is. I guess he's still around. Nope. He was a Chicago politician. He recently became famous when he was disgraced for trying to sell the Senate seat that Barack Obama had left vacant when he became president. So I think he's either in prison or going to prison. And the interesting thing about this book connected to that story is that Rod Blagojevich, when he was – I think he was either uh, mayor of Chicago or governor of Illinois – he spent a, a million dollars – he was governor of Illinois. He spent a million dollars from various state, federal, uh, state government agencies, including the Department of Health and the Welfare Agency, trying to make violent video games illegal to sell to kids, kind of like they did in California. Why? A million dollars. Those are departments that could use that money to actually help kids who are facing violence in real life. Mm-hmm. And he spent that money trying to appeal this decision where the court was like, this is a stupid law. We're going to knock it down. The other thing I've been reading <laughs> is the Ico book, Castle in the Mist. Oh, I got right, it like okay. days after our last podcast because those of you who listen to that know that I was just so excited. And I ordered it right away and it came like two days later. And I'm about a quarter of the way through it. And it's really good. Oh, I'm loving it. I'm only I'm only just now getting to the part of the story where the game begins. So the first quarter of the book wow. is – uh, like prelude and it gives some really interesting backstory and it's not by the same people who made the game so it's obviously you know sort of fan fiction type stuff where they're imagining like what happened before all that stuff but it's really well done and the writing is good it's not perfect but it's good and you know it's something about reading I mean fan fiction is exciting because you're familiar enough with the world to to recognize certain things as they come up but they're obviously adding new things as well for you to discover along the way. So it's a nice blending of the familiar and the unfamiliar. And they do a really good job with it, and it captures the feel of the environment in that game and everything. So, it, uh, like, And I did look it up, by the way. It's pronounced eco, not Ico, so I've been saying it wrong for years. Ah, doesn't, it, doesn't it um, kind of... Uh, it, it leads me to think, like, like, like if you... If you know more about it, it will spoil it in a way, doesn't it? Like knowing more yeah. about the story, kind of. It, like yeah, it's definitely it's a novelization the of the game in essence. Yeah. So you definitely should not read it before you play it. So play the game first, and then play the, game read the book. First, definitely, and then read the book. They, it actually like, says it here. If you picked up this book looking for a walkthrough of the game, look elsewhere. The order of events, blah. blah 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 while it is certainly not spoiler free someone who reads this book and goes on to play the game will find much there that is not here and vice versa okay no, i just think like, you know if you if you knew a lot about limbo for example yeah. it wouldn't be as good like it would be, that's inter- true wouldn't be as interesting yeah, uh, but yeah that's cool like you know that, that someone out there has done that and yeah and i think i don't know in a way i think that because it's obviously written by somebody who loves the game, and it, they're really taking it seriously. I think that's something that – I read that Deus Ex book, and I, I never really talked about it. I mean it's a good book. It's an action book, um, and it's clearly written to capitalize on the title of the game coming out. Right. Not to say that it's not a decent story, but it's really not a very good story, and I don't feel like it really gives us anything beyond a fun I mean, book to it, beat. It feels like – you're saying it feels like a – when, when people make a video game for a movie, it's there right. to make sales. And it's an okay game, yeah, exactly. maybe, but it's, exactly. it's ultimate goals to, to cash right. in. 
But I don't feel like that's the case with this book at all. This book feels like it's like a, a work of love designed to you know expand the world of the game and, and to really uh, paint a picture with words as they do in the game with the pixels and stuff. So I thought that was cool. You see, right. the, dead, the Dead Space book was a bit like that. I thought that was a really well done story. And it, yeah. did fill in a, it filled in the backstory, how it all began, which obviously yeah. you never really find out. You, you find snippets of that in the games, but not sure. so much. And I think that did a good job as well. Didn't feel like a cash-in. You know, it's interesting because the Experience Points podcast recently has been talking about cross-media game development and stuff. And they watched, I guess there's like a Halo series of mini-movies that came out not long ago. And then there was also an animated movie about Dead Space, which they watched and said was just atrocious. Yeah. Um, I don't know if movies are the best place to look for that sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, there are books that are mediocre, obviously. But I also think that people who are going to take the time to write a book, in general, are going to put a little more work into the story at least than people who are going to make a movie. I mean, some of the... Sorry, while we're talking about the books, we should thank uh, Tom Green from Titan Books Publishing in the UK, who provided us with uh, these books. And he's also... Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's provided me with the... the, uh, What was it? Homefront book. Oh, no. uh, Which I haven't finished yet, but to be honest, no offence to Tom, not the best work in the world. (laughs) Uh, didn't, Didn't hook me in. But and it feels very much like a kind of tie-in with like yeah. the, the, the. To be honest, the, I think I got the best of the bunch with the Dead but, Space. But the thing is, the thing is though, he did also send me another book, but it's of a game that none of us will play, unfortunately. And it's Fruit the, Ninja, the book. Oh, how rude! The book, the novelization. <laughs> why you chop the, the, the fruits come back? Now it's the um, it's the Star Wars Old Republic. Uh, book and it's like a prequel to what happens in the. Ever- now, interestingly, you say we won't, but we might. As he goes. Why is that because it's going to be playable at Eurogamer. Uh, like in depth. Like, well, like, no, but we might play it a little bit. It's the worst <laughs> type of game to play. In yeah. A <laughs> yeah, that's like playing Fallout for five minutes. Like, what are you going to get out of that? Yeah. Pretty um, much. Right, okay, so moving on. Uh, we got a comment kind of out of the blue from. I think it's a woman either in China or Japan who posted on the article I wrote a long time ago about how I fell in love with the video game character. It's not actually about falling in love with the video game character. It's about character development and story and games. She wrote, uh, part of her comment was, Though I am female, when I romance with these characters, it gives me comfort that they will always be what I desire in a romantic interest. Anders in Dragon Age had a huge impact on me, and I played the game over and over countless times just to hear him say, I love you. For some reason, I feel safe and happy playing the game. Thank you for reading our website. Thank you for leaving a comment. Thank you. Yeah, That's thank you. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, well, she also, didn't she put as well, there was some weird, there was a bit more to it, wasn't there, that uh, she, yeah. she didn't have very good relationships or something yeah. weird like that. Yeah. It's true. Mm, Which, it was you know, strange... I suppose. I mean, that's. It, it, let's not make believe that it's a one way thing. In Japan, a lot of guys can't relate to women, so they get like robots or like you know life size dolls they, just to make, go on picnics with and stuff. Or they grow up and make games like fucking. <laughs> or, after, or they marry someone on a DS game. It's <laughs> true in it's real true. life. The girl who comes on and dudes article. Thank you very yeah. much. Try, yes, try, thank you try, for commenting. And try, try I don't know if you listen to this or try not. Something, um, that, go, go on YouTube or go on Google and type in Adam Lyons. L-Y-O-N-S. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, 
Are you really trying to get people? By the way, by the way, no, he's a pickup artist. I thought we'd let you know because you might be excited. They're gonna have cosplay at Eurogamer this year. It's everywhere now. You can't go anywhere without cosplay. But I did see the coolest cosplay ever recently. This guy made a Fallout a Fallout 101 vault suit with a working Pip Boy on it. Like he had an iPhone that he had rigged to work like a Pip Boy does. And I just thought that was really cool because it's it's easily instantly recognizable. You don't have to lug around a bunch of crap with you like a lot of cosplay people do. I don't want to drag this stupid sword around anymore. Why did I choose to be Sephiroth? Um, and uh, but it's also unique. Like there aren't a lot of people doing that. So I thought that was a really good costume. I think. All right, uh, let's talk about what I've actually been playing. Gonna, yeah, what have you actually go, been playing? I'm gonna go as um, Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Wear jeans and Max. carry a gun. Nathan Drake, while he's dressed at a gaming convention. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. you go. Undercover. I'm going to go as the kid from Limbo. Um, all right, what have I been playing? I've been playing Uncharted 2. We had a play date. Yay, Yay, play date. And it's a really long list of people who showed up, so I'm going to read that at the end of the show. Okay, I'll read it now. Antonio Phillips, Michael Chin, me. End of list. Oh no! Uh, it wasn't the greatest turnout ever for a play date, but well, we had fun. Usually, Uncharted does do well. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, it's true. Now I, I've got to say though, I, I've got to say you're only here. People are on holiday. Who but, knows? But you're only putting it up on the blog like on Sunday afternoon. Which yeah, I actually much time. For I'm that. being honest. You know. biggest, though, we did say on the show, and also when people moan that we don't do PS3 play dates and then they don't show up. They don't say shit, can they? they yeah, can. I think you need to and advertise it a bit sooner, though. We'll be we should prepared. advertise it sooner. I'll, I'll accept that. Um, GH Rocker's all like, I got or Top Gun Mofo, whatever his name is. Uh, heavy Evil. Pick a name, dude. Come on, you're confusing the heck out of me. Anyway, he's all like, oh, I got my volume turned way, way low. I don't know. It's uh, coming through my mic. But the game was coming through his mic. So either he he's lying and he didn't have the game turned way, way low, or his vision of what low means is very different from mine. Or he's going or, yeah, or he's just got the most perceptive mic in the history of ever. Because everything that happened in the game, I heard it twice. Once through my TV, and then once through his microphone. I'm uh, like, dude, I don't like, hear the game twice. I, I like Antonio. He's a lovely guy. He's, he's very yeah. dedicated to the site. He comments yeah. on everything. He's a great he member of the community. He's, he's, he's very involved, but I couldn't hear him very much. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it was my like, hearing or like my headset or his headset. You're right. Exactly. And I could... Ah. I, like, um, sorry, Antonio, but like, fix that mic, I think. Yeah, get a new mic, dude. Anyway, um, so that was fun. We had a good time with that. Uh, we Forza fun. 3. Go, go, go. Forza 3. Go. Yeah. Forza go, 3. Go, go. Um, it's, I, I got it from Gamefly, and then I sent it back and bought it because I was really having a lot of fun with it. And I get this thing where like, once every two years or so, I'm like, it's, I want to play a sim racer now. And then I play it for a while, and then you get to those races where it's like 20 laps, and you're just like, I'm not spending half an hour on one race. This is stupid. And then I get done with it. But I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't know. I'm doing all right with it. And the rewind thing is so nice because I think – the thing that bugs me all the time about those 20-lap races, not only do you have to invest a half hour in it, but if you screw up once, you've got to try like crazy to like make up for that screw-up, and then you might not make up for it. So you've got to do the whole race over again. That's so annoying. But with the rewind thing, maybe if you screw up, you just rewind, do it right, and then you're like, I'm still in first place. Woohoo! There you go, you so, see? 
Yeah, it's for the it's hardcore and the casual all at the same time. Well, it does. It, it definitely helps the casual player because I'm actually not as bad at them as I thought I was because they're like, first of all, it's a really polite game. They have, I don't know if you've seen it or played it at all, but like the narrator comes on. And he's like, welcome to Forza. He's got this very posh accent. Welcome to Forza 3. We are going to set up your cars so that you can prepare yourself for high-speed racing. And it's just like taking you through all the different steps of it. And it's like, what level of racing do you feel you are comfortable at? And I expect him to say, like good afternoon sir how may i may i get you a beverage or whatever but um yeah it's good music and it, it definitely walks you through all the paces of it and then i was at the point where i was like racing and i'm like this is a little too easy so i turned off some of the indicators and like don't do auto braking i'll take care of it and then i realized you know these games are really designed for a, a steering wheel and like the brake pedals because there are certain places where you should brake a little bit but it's really hard to brake only a little bit when you're using the triggers because you know, only ter- pushing them in a little bit is kind of tricky. So I don't know. I think it would be a lot more fun to play it if I had a steering wheel, but I'm not going to get one of them because then I would just feel silly. But I don't know. I there, don't you know. Go. there you ah. go. Excellent. Um, and finally, the Fallout Vegas DLC. Um, uh, I talked about Dead Money last week, so I don't need to talk about that. Honest Hearts is good, but I was really unimpressed with the story and the characters. Like it was, it was a breath of fresh air, literally, because you're in not literally, but you know, um, you're in Zion National Park, and the scenery is gorgeous, and you're in all these beautiful, you know, canyons and up on these high peaks, and um, but the story is just a very conventional, dull story. It's like there's this group of people, they're attacking us, help us defend ourselves, and it seemed like in. The fall, and I don't know if it's because the Fallout Three DLC really was better, or if it just seemed so awesome because Fallout Three was such a revolutionary experience. But it seemed like the DLC there, like in the pit, you think you're. This is a little bit of a spoiler, so I don't know. Maybe I should play my warning sound. Do you think I should? Oh, I thought oh. you were just gonna. Yeah. Yes, okay, <laughs> I will. Really enjoyed that. Liked it. Um, <laughs> I worked uh, uh, Skulldugger in there. You like that? That's the longest spoiler warning <laughs> ever. Did, did you actually extend that, or was that? Hey, yeah, I did. No, I did extend yeah, it. Yeah, you could tell. Uh, I, I remember doing it for quite a while, but that, <laughs> <laughs> I did it for two minutes. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, oh god, <laughs> spoiler. Um, yeah. Uh, the, so it's just these two groups, and it's like, uh, they're attacking us, help us escape. And then you can either help them escape or you can fight. And I ended up doing both. So it was like, come on, let's escape. And it's like, if you want to, you can deal with these groups of people who are attacking. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to deal with them. Die, you bastards. Um, but it was just in general kind of a ho-hum experience. So I don't know. I would say Honest Hearts is okay, but maybe wait for it to go on special. And I'm playing Old World Blues and now that I'm actually into the story a little bit, it's not so bad. But it starts off with this cutscene. It's this conversation that literally goes on for like 15 or 20 minutes. And it just keeps going and going. And they've created these robots who are talking. And they it's clear that they think they're being really cute and clever. And some of the lines are funny. Like I actually did lol a couple of times. But it's not that funny. They're not as entertaining as they think they are. And it's just so tedious to have them going on and on and on. And I mean, I suppose I could just be like, okay, skip this. I want to get to the action. But I bought it for 
partly because of the story. I want to know what the story is. So it felt like a bad idea to skip it. So I don't know. I was just like, ah, come on, people. There you go. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and it's a bad sign when the most interesting person in this group to talk to is the one who only speaks to you in staticky noises. Because I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if I can figure out what the static noises mean. And your options are like, what does that mean? And like, you're not making any sense. But you can eventually help the person out because, I don't know, whatever. Uh, that was just a bad sign. So, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. The, the actual gameplay is okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm only about halfway through it, but I'll let people know next week. Hang on, I'll let you know how Old World Blues is at the end of the day. It certainly looks cool, and there's some interesting new developments in the monsters you're fighting and other stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Excellent. Well, I've got to say, well, thank you for that, both of you, you know. Thank uh, you. But I'm really excited about this week's indie game. I can't wait to see what Vlados had to say about it. Now, you chose this indie game, right? No, I didn't choose this indie game. Uh-huh. I, well, I, I advise Vlados maybe on what to play normally, but uh, one, of our, one of our actual members uh, oh, gave us some advice this week. Yeah, no less than could Morrow uh, suggested okay, a game okay. for us to, to look at, you know. So I was expecting some something decent, you know, because it was one of the community members that suggested this. So, uh, well, they would just send us a stupid game. To no, review. he would not send us a stupid game, would he? But no. but let's see what Vlados thought, shall we? It's kind of a long Vlados this week, but you know we don't have surface lizards, so I guess it's all right to sort of balance out it the shorter break we'll have later. So, are yeah. you ready? Yeah, can't wait. Here we go. Spoiler. Oh, sorry, wrong button. Here we go. Indie Game Review Review. Hello darlings, Vlados here. When Stuart asked me to review the indie game, no Luca no, I expected some sort of Mexican themed fighting game, seeing as how the title is so similar to the recent XBLA title, Luca Fury. When I began my research for the review, however, it quickly became clear that I needed to regroup my mind and diverge from the standard review. Every game studio is different. Epic is the mildly pissed but wildly aggressive footballer in a pub, shouting angrily about a sketchy offside call. Bioware is the nerd in the library, scribbling notes for the enormous campaign he's preparing for the big Dungeons and Dragons session this weekend. Valve is a creepy loner who eats macaroni and cheese without cooking it, muttering incoherent statements about dear feces and occasionally displaying brilliant works of sculpture at the London Museum's Outsider Art Exhibit. Silver Dollar Games, who made No Luca No, is a puzzling enigma of a studio. I should point out that this game was recommended to me by Kodmaro, who seems to have confused me with my homicidal sister GLaDOS. Here's an easy way to tell us apart. I have never tried to kill anyone. I do not have access to a gun that shoots time-space mutating wormholes. Also my name starts with a V. In fact this is not the first time the veteran gamers have reviewed a title from Silver Dollar Games. You may recall, when we first began reviewing Xbox Indie Games, a title called, Blow. An elegant puzzle game with lovely soft music, the game impressed us all with its sublime art style and soothing atmosphere. The fellows agreed that we should all keep our eyes on the folks who made that game. Apparently someone was keeping their eyes on them. You might remember a game we reviewed called, Try Not To Fart. 
Yes, same guys. You might be saying, no way. How can that be? The same studio created both that awesome gem and this hideous turd? Well I share your confusion. It's confounding to say the least. But wait, there's more. Silver Dollar has also made a grotesque array of pathetic dating games, including office affairs, so many girls, so little time, and who did I date last night? Even their other games are slathered with incongruous images of hot chicks in suggestive poses. The drinking game features a young lady no older than 16 pondering a tall glass of beer. Murder on Snake Road shows a teenage coed pretending to think about something. And, Toadman's Bizarre Quest apparently caters to the blonde chick slash amphibian bestiality market by pairing a Britney Spears lookalike with a toad. Some of their games are clearly cheap attempts to snatch money from confused young children. Take, War the Card Game Advanced, for example. Yes that is the real title. This looks like a ripoff of Magic the Gathering, but in fact it's just about mashing buttons as fast as you can. Other games are somewhat polished, like, load. I expect Stuart will make us review this one any day now, since it's right up his toilet humor alley. You play sperm trying to fertilize an egg, and you must navigate through a series of tunnels. It's simple and the design is clean. How can this have come from the same people who brought us advanced rock paper scissors? In 2007, Silver Dollar made Blazing Birds, which tied for first place in that year's Dream Build Play competition. What is going on here? But that's not the strangest thing about Silver Dollar games. Let me tell you the strangest thing about Silver Dollar games. From time to time, you may have heard Duke and sometimes too, joking about a really 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 bad game called a killer stream. It is usually mentioned as an unsurpassable example of the worst video game of all time. There is nothing amusing, entertaining, or redeemable about this thing, which we really shouldn't even call a game. A killer stream is a festering bucket of snake vomit. And anyone who has ever paid money for it should be sterilized by the government without a trial. Well, guess who made a killer stream? That's right, Silver Dollar Games. Even more amazing is the fact that they have not removed that shuddering cyst of a turd from the Xbox indie games, and in fact they continue to promote it on their website and within other games. These facts suggest that the people in charge of Silver Dollar Games are sociopathic and deranged and should not have access to online communications of any kind. John and David Fluke, the brothers who run Silver Dollar Games, are quite unapologetic about their business plan. In an interview with the website DIY Gamer, they said, quote, Games sell based on their concept rather than their perceived quality. End quote. Notice the wording here. Perceived quality. Not actual quality. Their point about why games sell may be valid, but it's rather disturbing to see them unabashedly unconcerned with the actual quality of their games. If we must assign a personality type to silver dollar games, it should be a diagnosis of multiple personality disorder. 
1987 a woman named Trudy Chase wrote a book called, When Rabbit Howls, about her struggles with dissociative identity disorder, an umbrella term which includes multiple personalities. This came about as a result of severe sexual and physical abuse she suffered as a child at the hands of her stepfather. It would not be surprising to learn that some similar trauma has produced the wildly erratic and inconsistent string of titles constantly spewing from the orifices of silver dollar games. It's probably best if we all ignore them from now on and hope they go away. Given the fickle nature of Xbox indie game consumers, it's highly unlikely that we will see more games like, Blow. It's probable that we will instead see variations on, Try Not To Fart and, Shoot Or Date. Yeah, that's another actual game from Silver Dollar. They show you all these pictures of people and if they have a gun you press, A, to shoot them. If not you press, B, to date them. Perhaps we should extend some offers of psychiatric help to these people. Watch the gameplay footage of their game, Why Did I Buy This? An actual game that they promote on SilverDollarGames.com. It takes all the fun of those confusing screens at the end of game demos, where they try to trick you into buying the game, and combines it with an annoying woman telemarketer pestering you to buy the game. That's it. That's the whole game. Tell me the people who made that are mentally competent. I'm leaving before I hurt myself or someone else. Up yours, Cudmorrow. Oh yeah, no Luca no sucks. All you do is move the right thumbstick to make a cat go away. That's it. Play the sound clip Duke. Piece of sh Thanks Duke. Goodbye everyone. I really 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 hate you Cudmorrow. Vlados out. Oh my god! Whoa, whoa! Oh, she really yeah. let loose, man. She did. You're not kidding. God, she did her homework and then she uh, told us what she really thinks. Oh my god! Yes. Um, Anybody yeah. still with us? Then well done. <laughs> yeah, well done. Jesus uh, Christ, that's like the longest. Well, it's still diesel. It's usually about a minute tops. I've never heard a robot talk that much, man. No, I don't think I've. She was very philosophical as well. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. Um, yeah, no, Luca, no. Well, I don't even. <sighs> nothing to say, really. It's just, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, seriously, not even a game. What what is sad for me is that, that like like uh, you know Vlado said these guys may blow very early on in the yes. in the indie game stuff and and that was a really well done well thought out puzzle game but do you know what I guess nobody bought it and they thought do you know what what is the point of us spending time making decent games and and putting our like heart and soul and trying to make something cool that no one buys. But to me, that's more heartbreaking because it shows that they have talent they and do. they could be making good games. And instead, for the sake of money, they're making pieces of garbage. Yeah. I mean, They've seriously, gone, yeah. a killer's dream is the worst thing ever invented. I did, they did another one. Worst, did. A killer's dream is worse than No Luca No because No Luca No is not even a game. No. But at least it's the, the cat's kind of cute. There's nothing cute in a killer's... I mean, if anybody thinks these people have anything redeemable about them, go play a killer's dream and then tell me there's something redeemable about Silver Dollar Studios. 
But they also did that. Did the headsman as well? You remember when we we reviewed that? The headsman. Where there was the, a, the, the, the headsman, the rock music playing in the background. You just had to behead the fans as they were coming up. Oh, I do remember that. They did that one as well. That <laughs> was that was at least a gameplay fun. mechanic, and was that fun. was funny. It was fun, and it was silly, yeah. and it was daft, and you know. But I don't know what happened. I don't know how they went from blow. I, to I really this. do feel like it's a total sellout thing. It is. Like it just they, feels want, they wanted to make games that were popular, so yeah. they put hot chicks on their covers, and they're all ridiculous and cheap. Yeah. Anyway, sure. look, for the first time ever, I'm going to say to people, don't bother even downloading the demo for this game because it is terrible. Yep. And that's, that's pretty much it. Chini, anything to add? Um, no. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, right, no. moving on. That's it. That's it. I have nothing else to say. Tomorrow, uh, you're dead to us. Yeah, honestly. Thank you. Not really, but... I mean, no, on. actually, no, to be fair... Uh, I made the mistake because I actually trusted him and I didn't play it until... <laughs> you didn't play it before you no, passed it along. I did not play it till I passed if it If you on. had, it probably would have been, ha-ha, nice joke, yeah, Carl. We're going to choose lull, a different lull, game lull. to review. Uh, yeah, but I thought, you know what? I, I almost changed it once I played. I might nearly sent you an email because there are a couple of half-decent ones out this week. And then I thought, no, do you know what? I'm just going to leave it. Stick to your guns. It's important it. sometimes to tell people which games to avoid. So yeah, we're doing a public service definite here. one to avoid. Yeah, if you see Silver anyway. Dollar Games on the box, run. Talking of indie games, talking of indie games, uh, the indie game Summer Uprising starts on the 22nd of August, which is uh, next Monday. So this Ooh. will be on Monday, 22nd. By the time you hear this, it's almost out. It's almost out. And I've got to say, there will be some games amongst these that actually look pretty darn fun to play so these are some games to look out for i guess yeah. uh the ones i'll tell you the ones i fancy uh just to sort of go through these quickly quickly uh i know yeah and the ones that i think look pretty good uh first one speed runner this looks fairly cool is it uh, a running game it's a running game but it, it looks really well animated grappling hook wall jumping double jumping and special abilities to run as quickly as you can from one platform to another to get to the end of the level as quick as you can basically so it's all it's very mirror's edge it's all about fluidity and how quickly you can move uh, a 2d mirror's edge yeah so sort of like well, 2d should, mirror's edge mirror's edge should have been 2d anyway so i like that yeah so well i've played that the, the iphone version was 2d and it was excellent so yeah, you can you can have four player co op. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's local or online, but there's four up to four players, uh, mm. and it just looks really cool. So that's the first one to look out for. Yeah. Uh, the second one looks kind of N plus ish in its simplicity. Yeah, it does. It looks great. It does look really great. Uh, second one, Raventhorn uh, is the next one. Uh, next one up, uh, and this this is from Milkstone Studios, and we've reviewed quite a few of their games. They're they're not. Not bad at all. They're, they're starting to bring out some decent games, to be honest, Milkstone. Um, and this is a 2D, sort of 3D, side-scrolling adventure game, if you will, with uh, a nice fighting mechanic. looks a lot like a uh, dishwasher-type thing, you know, sort of uh-huh. lots of combos and cool sort of kill moves and all that sort of stuff. And, right. yeah, definitely need to look out for that. It looks quite cool. Take These on. are expensive, man. This one's 240 points. Yeah, I mean, expensive by indie game standards, but which, again, it, it will compared be, to Xbox arcade games, you know. Yeah, it'll be a memory thing with that, though, won't it? Because it looks nice. It's got really nice graphics sure, and stuff, sure. so it, I'm guessing they couldn't yeah. compress it enough. Uh, but, but you know, it, it's looking at it, I reckon it's probably going to be worth the 240 points, if I'm being honest. It looks good. Yeah. Oh, it does look very good. Uh, the next one that looks fairly cool 
uh, is one called Cute Things Dying Violently, uh, which is a great title. Good title. Which is a great title. Uh, And it's basically a platforming game with lots of dangerous objects. So it's very sort of Super Meat Boy, looks extremely hard, unforgiving, you know, hit one thing and you're dead. Uh, uh, But looks cool. Looks cool. It's got lots of different stuff going on in every level, so that looks cool. I will assume that it delivers what it promises. Indeed, indeed. So I'm reckoning that's going to be fairly cool. Uh, this next one, I don't know whether you'll be interested in it's Doom and Destiny. It's a sort of JRPG-style game in a DS style, if you will. Very sort Oh, yeah? Yeah. So They tried this. There were a couple of these on the indie games, which they kind of hit and miss. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're weak. But I'll give yep. it a try. It'll be worth a look. This is a sprite based as well, so it's sort of very that oh, very sort of old DS yeah. NES yeah. style. Yeah, so it looks cool. Uh, and the other one, Battle High San Bruno. I'm not. It doesn't. It looks okay, like a stylized fighting game. It looks a bit like Streets of Rage type game. Not too sure about that though. Yeah. Uh, and then the final two will be voted for by uh, other people, so they'll have some nominees to be voted on. Uh-huh. Can we vote on these games? I don't know. I don't know. It's just got question marks on them. So I'm not entirely sure how we go about... Uh, so it's got to be nominated by the fans, apparently. So I'm not entirely sure how that happens. I see. Uh, but we'll see. So, yeah, I, I think it's shaping up for some quite decent games to come out on, uh, yeah. on this year. So we'll see how that goes. But there doesn't seem to be any of the, the people from last year amongst it, which is interesting. Yeah. So the people who were maybe they wanted a clean house, or maybe the people from last year were like, "Don't bother." Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but there doesn't seem to be any of the developers from last year in this. I'll be honest. This is nerdy, I know, but Train Frontier Express looks kind of cool. Yeah, you see, I looked at it. I thought, nah. <laughs> it's yeah. a kind of train sim, sim city type of thing. But I, you I mean, I'm kind of into trains. Uh, My again, dad was way into again, them. So. Into that, I guess if you're into that sort of game, it does look sort of cool. I guess. You know, track as you go. It looks really nice. Sculpt the world. It looks kind of like from dust in a way because you have a you know sort of three D world editor placing rocks and billboards and things. I'll leave you to that one. Yeah. Uh, any of these? Any of these catch your attention, Chinny? Nope. Excellent. All right, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's All move right. on then, shall All we? Right. So yeah, next thing up, uh, yeah, we've we've finally had a trailer for uh, Lollipop Chainsaw from Suda Fifty One. What? <laughs> Wow, what's the problem? What? Okay, um, Suda51 has got a problem. He's got a fucking weird, sick problem. Wait, you mean they have a problem? You're talking about a studio, right? That guy. No, no, no. Suda51 is the person. His name is Suda51? Pretty much. Weird, right? That guy has a sick, weird problem, right? And he he, he just cash it. People follow him because they're into just weird, sick, fantasized, weird shit of little (laughs) women... Girls that look like little girls, and there's cheap shots of her skirt and knickers, and she's got a chainsaw. It's weird. It's perverse. It's strange. If you like this kind of, I'm all for for kind of like tongue in cheek stuff. And I I, I guess Bayonetta was tongue in cheek enough that it was like it was it was like a teenager's fantasy Bayonetta, but it was at least it had some cool things in it, like dragons hair that could turn into a dragon. I don't know, but this is just weird. Not like a cheerleader teenager that is sexualized and this is sick it's weird yes. and she put a chainsaw on it it's horrible it's disgusting it offends me right so anybody who gives me shit about gta i'll be like <laughs> look at this game this is yeah, really yeah GTA. this isn't doing any favors for the argument of like games or quality games have good story 
Now, it's a day one purchase, but that's nothing to do with my product. <laughs> well, it's, it's, ter- it's, it's awful. Like, I, I think it's, it's this weird like, cultural difference that we have. It's this weird... Like, in Japan, they'll queue up to take a picture of a little girl dressed in some kind of anime clothes. You know, it's, it's a that's weird true. culture clash, and it's just odd. For I mean, to be fair, our game expos are coated with booth babes and, you know, yeah. barely and- legal, you know, 19-year-old women in skimpy outfits, too. I accept, right, that there's different, like, cultures are different, but like, you, you've got to agree, this is odd. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's, it's a teenage girl that's sexualized, and it's like... Yeah, that, oh, no that, doubt. She looks look 12. Her, all right, and you're thinking about, like, oh, she's attractive and sexy. No, that's illegal. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> bad. True. Bad. Yeah. Naughty boy, right? I Don't mean. do, like, that is strange. strange. That's because, that's why it's edgy, man. So all Suda51 does is goes, right... What are two, look, what's a sexual idea and what's a cool idea? All right. Um, uh, a cheerleader and a chainsaw. Brilliant. S- snap it up. Uh, some <laughs> chick that looks like Sarah Palin and <laughs> fighting and guns on, on shoes. Brilliant. Ship it. All right. Like, uh, what else is good? Mm, I don't know. Uh, some, some guy looking for sex and he can't get sex and it's in his dreams and he's got horns. Ship it. Who cares? <laughs> And people are following him because it's weird. And I get it that it's unique and people are following him because it's that. And, and, and like, there's nothing else like this in the gaming industry. But there's, you know why there's nothing else like this in the gaming Because it's weird and perverse. It's strange. <laughs> it's really weird. If you like this, this is weird. Yeah. It, it is pretty damn weird, I have weird. to say. Uh, I think I don't know. I mean, it's like and you're weird. No, I like no. Seriously, I like No More Heroes. It's a great game. But the thing, well, that's, don't, a, that's, a, that's not. But too listen, bad, listen. But still, that's got but listen, like, listen. things in it. It does. Oh, it's weird. Don't get me wrong. It's a you weird know? game. But the thing with No More Heroes is it, you sort of feel that the main character is a bit pathetic, right? Because he he has got his stash of porn under his bed. Right, and he does fantasize about this woman who he wants to just become the number one assassin for, just so he can give her one. Because that's basically the game. That's what he's trying to do. Right? People say like that. People write stories about themselves, and I reckon that Suda Fifty One wrote that about like he wants to be an assassin <laughs> yeah. just so he can shag women. It, it's really strange. It's so strange. Pretty this strange. guy shouldn't be making games. He should be arrested. <laughs> he is he is an odd person i've got to admit and uh, look i can take most of his games you know i've I've played quite a few of them right and i do you think like that, shadow of the damned yeah i like shadow of the damned i thought that was quite interesting and cool and stuff but i just think this is a little bit too far for even me you know yes. and i i can normally sort of take these games but i don't know i just he's getting, co- he's getting cocky this suit of 51 he's like I can get away with getting a naked chick who's 14. I was like, you better yeah. be careful because but, you're pushing the limits here. But the it's, problem it's is... It's not a good limit. It's not like, oh, you're pushing the limits of uh, what can you do with a, an interesting story or uh, a, a mature narrative. <laughs> no, you're pushing the limits of how perverse and weird and <laughs> yeah. twisted you but, can make your fucking... But the problem is, game, up, up weird to now... Fuck. I'm off! <laughs> I know, up to now... <laughs> His games haven't sold that well either, and there's only so long they're going to keep, let him keep publishing games like this if they don't sell well, aren't they? You know, they've got to be a commercial I'm success. I know, I can hear. <laughs> uh, they've, got to be, uh, they've got to be commercially viable for the company. I mean, this one's being published by Warner Brothers. You know, oh, yeah. game, Warner Brothers Games. It sure uh, is. You know, as, you know. What are they thinking? Well, you know. They, I mean, they did Fear 3. <laughs> there you go. Well, but I mean, for all of Fear 3's problems, it's not a 
pathetic well, also, game. It's not uh, doing I, anything really sad, and you know, I don't know. I don't know what this is necessarily. I mean, we've seen one trailer, and it looks a bit sad. Sad. But well, I don't need to see. What's the next trailer going to be? You don't learn that she lost her brother to these zombies, and she has an invested interest in making it. But right. what you've got to understand that this game is based in no reality whatsoever. Because when you slash a zombie open, flowers come out of him. Pink hold light. On, hold on, right? Pink light and flowers. Yeah, that's that your case. Hold on, Stu. Your case for this game not being based in reality is that flowers come over. Wait, there's fucking <laughs> zombies in the game. That's yeah, this isn't like your typical realistic true. zombie game. Well, yeah, yeah. Most zombie games are fairly meant to be realistic. This is no way, shape, right. or form. I was joking, Stu. Zombies but are not, not realistic. I mean, if you take Dawn of the Dead, that's a sort of what might happen if we have some sort of zombie apocalypse. Right, it's right. trying to be okay. realistic. Well, how do you know the rainbows and flowers won't come out of a zombie when you um, cut them up with a chainsaw? Exactly. We've only just found uh, speculating. We've yeah, only just found indeed. out that dinosaurs have feathers. Now they're not cool. We can't even <laughs> look at Jurassic Park in the same way. Listen, right? The only way that this game can redeem itself is that it comes out with the trailer tomorrow and says, actually, that cheerleader is actually a man. You was all fucking <laughs> looking at a man. There you go. Tough look. Hey. Well, let's, let's move on to something more credible. Enjoy so. your wank. Yes. Let's move on to something more credible, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, Zumba Fitness is edging towards being the longest-running game at number one in the UK. <laughs> it's going to be the Whitney Houston of games. It is, it is. <laughs> it's been nine weeks straight. I will always be yeah. number one. Yeah, on the all-format all chart, and it's only got to get to 12 weeks to, to actually win. What was, uh, what's what's currently number one? Well, what, did you, what do you think was before that? What's the longest running really just weeks dance. at number one? Just yeah? dance. Just dance. Or all, yeah, just dance. No, it was No, no actually. Wasn't. Sorry, I got it. Professor, no, the, the brain thing. No. 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 The brain DS No, no. It's actually FIFA 98, Road to the World Cup, which was their that was very the best FIFA, though. 11 FIFA. consecutive weeks at number one, so it needs to get to 12. It needs to get to 12. It's already spent... In that game. It was wicked. It's already spent 12 weeks at number one, but it got knocked off for a week and then went back up again. So now it's been there nine weeks since that happened. So, the, look, what knocked it off? Was it LA Noir? I have no idea. It doesn't say. It possibly was, actually. It probably was, wasn't it? Maybe. Or has it been out that long? No. I, was that not before? I don't know. Anyway, uh, and, it, and to beat the record of, of number one in general was We Fit did 16 weeks at number one on and off. Uh, and Play did quite a few, didn't it? Yeah. And 18 weeks uh, went to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. 18 weeks, that was at number one on and off. I remember when that game came out and it was huge. It was. It was. But hopefully Deus Ex is out soon. That'll finally knock it off with a bit of luck. I might knock it off for a week. But I don't May think. knock it off for a week, so who knows. That game's looking good, though, isn't it? Well, yeah. let's come to that. Yeah, let's come to that. That game's uh, looking sick. The early sight, because I was I watched a bit of a demo video, and I was a bit oh, like... Is it because it's popular? And, and, and... No, 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 right? And I was a bit like, no, I don't know, I'm not sure. Not totally blown away by Actually, looking at... the bosses isn't cheerleader 14-year-old girl. I don't know if <laughs> uh, But, yeah, it's, it's getting some good props. It's already had 94... Called it! Uh, Percent from Games Master. Redemption. I know. It's had it's had a ten out of ten from the official Xbox magazine, an eight out of ten from the official PlayStation magazine, and ninety four percent from PC Gamers. In the gold. Well, I think this is more going to be in the gold than LA Noir, if I'm being honest. 
Well, I did call it. I did say Deus Ex looks pretty damn sweet. Well, let's see. But I, I have actually pre-ordered it now. I went, ah, do you know what? I'm going to get it. So I've caved in. I caved I in and say, I reckon there's going to be there's going to be things in this game that are going to be like choices that like are like, oh, I'm not sure about this choice. Like like in Alain Noir. You know, like in Alain Noir, it's a great game. It's well made. But uh, my my friend Matt just went, bullshit, like Carl Phelps does when he's pressed doubt. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, he, like, what the hell was that? Someone He's playing F1 at the moment and some weird ghost just flew him in the face or something. Anyway, right, so L.A. Noir is, is a great game. I, I like it, but there are some things, there's cho- choices along the way of that game. Like You think, well, that was a bit weird. I do think Deus Ex is going to contain some of those. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a very well-made, constructed game and it's going to be Great. I, I really got that. Well, I get it from what I can gather. If it's uh, not good, I will kill myself right here, right now. It's it's absolutely blowing up. I mean, on, on my Google uh, feed at the moment, on my RSS feed, nearly every story revolves around Deus Ex. It's just like blowing up. It's out another, you know, it'll sell well because it's another game that looks cool. Yeah. A guy yeah. with shades. We've learnt this from The Matrix. A guy with shades. We've learnt this from 70s cop shows. A guy <laughs> with shades in chips. Remember chips? Right. Oh, chips. Yes, yes. They should put fish straight after it. The marketing does itself. Right, anyway. Um, <laughs> family guy. All right, okay. So, guys in shades is cool. We've learnt this, right? You know, we know that. All right. Tis true. Tis true. With metal arms... He's also cool. We've learned this from Mortal Kombat. Jax, he's cool. All right? Yeah. Metal arms. Metal arms. Woohoo! All right, guys with long trench coats, even though a little bit gothy, and if you see somebody in the street, you think, hmm, they're a bit weird. But in a film, guys with long coats are cool. We learned that from The Matrix. Yeah. So yeah. this has all of them. I was going to say, yeah, I can see where you're going. It has all of them. Yeah. And, yeah. And it has this weird, like, you know, cyberpunk, you know, Shit going on, and the guy doesn't give a fuck, and his name's Adam. I don't know what that, that's not. And that's not really a cool name, is it? He looks so cool, and you think, oh, his name's obviously Crystal or like Defiance or Defiance. I don't know. Like he, he looks, <laughs> his name is Hello, my name's Adam. You know, like it's just a bit. Oh, you had it. You almost had it. Well done. Yeah, no, I've I've got to agree with you, Chini. I think this is going to sell really, really it's well. Boshank, it's going to be Boshank. Yeah, yeah, and 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 do you think? Can I ask you a question? Do you think this is going to be the game that Alpha Protocol tried to be? No, <laughs> because that no, was a spy RPG, though, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah but like Deus Ex was first, so like I, I don't know. I, I just I, I don't think it, that's a fair comparison. I think Alpha Protocol was like. I, I, when they made that, I don't think they had Deus Ex in mind. I think they had Mass Effect, but spies, and it didn't really work. Um, ah, fair enough. But I, I don't think about this guy looking cool. We've learnt, right, shades, long coat, and what was the other one? Metal arms. Another Metal arms! A, another thing that's cool. Nanotechnology. Is, is blades in your arms. We learned that from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah that's right. How does this guy have blades coming out of his wrists? He hasn't coming out of his elbows. Yeah, Game that does sound kind of, of the cool. year. <laughs> you know? Do you know? Actually, you're joking, but you know it could be. It's it's it's, it's going to be up there. I think I do it think some, some some website will pick this as the game of the year. I really think that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be good. I think it's going to okay. be good. Okay, let's wait and see. Not as good as Driver. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. From that, this to driver, yeah, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, I know you're uh, being sarcastic, but you know what? That's gonna be an awesome game. Ah, uh, we'll. See. So shut up. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, can I talk? Yeah, we've, there's been a protest. Have you seen this protest at Valve Games? So, oh, I thought you meant the riots that almost. No, no. There's been like, a more well, a more that country. I think we more, paid attention to those a little bit. Yeah. There's been a more riotous protest at Valve. Have you seen this? Oh, there was violence. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, the two guys with the cardboard. Signs. Well, it was three. It, it, it expanded to three on day two. <laughs> I think the headlines uh, were hell on earth. They were. They were. <laughs> yeah. So basically, these two hippies or people or whoever, right, uh, parked up outside Valve and had a little placard and they did a little protest because they wanted Half-Life 3 and it's not even here yet. And uh, These are the placards. One said, Canada for the release of Half-Life 3. Uh, Half-Life, question mark, more like whole life. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't think of a new sign, but you know what we want, Half-Life 3. <laughs> so that's basically what they had. Uh, so do you think Valve uh, caved in and told them when it was well, coming out? Well, Gabe Newell did, was, did take a photo with them. Yeah, he thought um, it was funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I, I think at this point, like, it, it's kind of... When they do announce the next Half-Life, which will happen, no doubt, that will happen, um, they, like, it will be a, 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 an event that, will, that they will show a lot Right. They won't just go, we're making Half-Life 3, here's a logo. They will say, we're making Half-Life 3, this is like a 10-minute demo of it. And then they'll probably delay it another time. But I, I do think, when they're ready to announce it, they'll announce it and they'll show a lot of stuff. I right. agree. But I, I, I think it's, it's, it's coming. You know, it, it, Episode 2 ended with a cliffhanger. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, they did announce a game this week, Valve, which is quite unlike them, you know, to actually announce a game and, and give to, an to estimate. Be t- to be fair to Valve, they have released almost a game every year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've announced. Do you know? I'm assuming you know what game they've announced uh, this very week. What is it? What know. you mean you don't? Oh, it's Counter Strike. Yeah, Counter Strike. Uh, yeah, <gasps> Counter Strike coming. Yeah, yeah, new brand, the whole well, brand new it, one. Well, is it an updated Counter Strike? No. Or is it just well, a brand it's new sort one? of. It's called Global Offensive. Okay, uh, and it is updated. It's got, but it's got new weapons, new gameplay modes, uh, maps, and it's coming to Xbox Live Arcade, PSN Network, and obviously really? PC. Yes, indeed, it is. That's a good idea, man. It's coming it's everywhere, baby. I did not know that because this is what I was about to say. I, I'm very open about my my opinions. Well, I, actually, I'm very I'm very humble about them. I, I like to keep them to myself about the ideas of PC gaming, and <laughs> I I I, I um. I saw this uh, news that there's a new Counter-Strike coming. And I was like, yes, PC gaming, he's still dumb. All right. But PC gaming is also back. Because if there's a new Counter-Strike, that yep. means all right, that PC nuts are going to go ape shit. Yep. Um, but the fact that it's coming to arcade and PSN means two things. It won't be as good as the PC version. All right. Nope. Look, there's no way. No, there isn't. It's not going to be. Because of modding and bitchy PC gamers that man about frame rates or whatever. <laughs> and also, um, you know, like, I don't know, Counter Strike, it's, it's a very PC game, you know, that Twitch gaming uh, like feel you get with a mouse. It's, it's going to be weird playing it on a console, uh, but very clever. Very, very, very cool. Well, it's going to be... They're building it on the Source 2 engine that they used to make Portal 2 with, so it's on the new Source engine that Fire they've been... Fire in the hole! So Fire it's, in the hole! It's going to look good. 
There's Put no, her in the hole. There's no doubt it's going to look good. Like and all you hear. It's going to be cool. Uh, but guess what? Guess what else? You want to know something else that's cool? What? You're what going to else? be able to play it in just over a month's time because this is coming to Eurogamer playable. <gasps> you got to be more specific with your pronouns, man. I thought you were telling me I could play it. No, unfortunately, you won't be able to, but we will. Uh, and it's, it's EMF coming out early 2012, so it's not coming out for a while either, but it's going to be playable at Eurogamer. I won't get to play it. So how big do you think the queues are going to be for this then to play it? What was it? I missed it. Well, Counter-Strike is going to be playable at at Eurogamer. Is there a release date on it yet? Uh, No, early 2012 is all they've said. All right, so 2013. Great. Yeah, Um, pretty much. There'll be a queue for this. No, to be fair, no. If it's going to be playable at Eurogamer, you've got to think it possibly is going to be coming out early 2012, I would have thought. Maybe, but like, uh, there's, there's going to be a queue. Oh yeah, there's going to be a huge queue. The for PC this. crowd at the moment are getting louder, and it's because I, I think it's because it's the end of a console cycle. Like we're coming, like the, the Xbox is starting to show its age. It's still got like a few years left in it yet. The PlayStation's still got a few years left in it. Um, but like it's it's getting to a point now where PC graphics are way better, and PC gamers are getting louder and louder because they've got more to brag about. And uh, like th- those PC gamers will be at Euro Gamer, and they will be playing and queuing up for this game. So. I don't know if, unless we get in there early or, or, or like with our press passes, we get in there before the norms, I like to call them, uh, get in, um, then we probably get a play. But like if it's prime time, there's no no chance we're going to get hands on on this. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, guess it's going to be a brink, like we did with Brink last last year. Yeah, I ran to it straight away. Yeah, because I think it was uh, crowded. So, well, guess what else is going to be playable at uh, Eurogamer this year? Star Fruit Ninja. Wars. No, no. Well, that is, but something else, yeah. So another big announcement this week. OnLive is launching at Eurogamer for the UK. Meh. So Meh. that's going to be playable as well. But we've seen it. Well, I've seen it because I've played it on the American... Oh, shit. Meh. Meh. But it's interesting. So they're using Eurogamer as a... No, I'm sorry. I don't find what? anything about OnLive interesting anymore. Well, that's whatever. just me, but... That's the view of most people, Stuart. I think most people are bored of OnLive. It's a good idea, but it's too early. It's like the Dreamcast. All I, agree. I agree. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get to see it. But we've it's seen the it. the Dreamcast of this generation. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah. So, there you go. So, there you go. Counter-Strike. How cool is that? How cool is that? Yes. See? See? Uh, and I think that's sort of about it, really, just for, for sort of newsy stuff. Because we've got uh, quite a few uh, egg timer topics and a couple of emails. So, I thought we'd take our next break now. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. We're like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I was just looking at the, what, what was that? Oh, it's Family Guy, right? And they advertise the army. And they go, join the army. And they're on this yacht and there's loads of chicks around. And he goes, join the army. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Excellent. Brilliant. So what I thought we'd do, as there is no surface lizard, and we used to play musicy type things, um, and I've, as I've been playing Machinery and the darlings. track, uh, which is really, really cool. Uh, yeah. I thought we'd play the last track off off the album, which is called The End, uh, Prague Radio, and it is just... I mean, the music from this game is just great. So have a listen to this and uh, see what you think. It's just... Now, to avoid confusion, this is not the end of the show. No. It's a song called The End. It's just awesome.
Good stuff. Oh, there's some great. Honestly, it's it's a great album to listen to. It's got some really cool tracks on it. So yeah, yeah, bit of sort of jazz, I guess. So there you go. Bit of jazz, bit of jazz. It's like elevator jazz music. Funky. It is. It's cool though. It's just I don't know. The whole album's kind of cool. I love it. Uh, but it's it's one of those albums that gets in your head. There's some really catchy tunes and just cool, just cool dun, vibes. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. You see, you've got it in your head. So anyway, that was me singing. Dun, I can do it exactly like the original song. So what I thought we'd do, uh, shall we start with the emails, emails, or should we do egg timer topics first? What do you guys want to do? Look, I'll leave it up to you. What do you want to do? Chinny has to decide. Oh, I've given you a choice. Topics. Topics. Okay, we've got loads of these, so I'm going to start off quick. Well, we have to wait till the thing loads up. All right, are you ready? It's loading. Hang on. I should have loaded it while I was playing that song. I'm stupid. All right, go. Here we go. First one, Lazarus217. New member on the site. And they say this. uh, Do you think Microsoft will use Blu-ray for their next generation Xbox? There you go. Simple as that. What do you think? How are they going to give us games? I hope not. I want it to be cheap, and I don't care about high-def movies. Right? Okay, so you don't want the high-def movies, and you want it to be cheap. Chinny, what do you think? I think that the next Xbox will use some form of or borrow some kind of technology, but they can't use Blu-ray because they'll have to give Sony money. So it's like some some bastardized version that some other person, some other companies come up with. That's similar to Blu-ray, but not Blu-ray. Uh, that kind of thing. So it's just well, do you know, actually, actually, quite a few years back, there was a thing called uh, now what was it? HD HD DVD. Yeah. That is the future, Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> do you think we should go back to floppy disks? Do you think they? I mean, because it, in a way, it doesn't matter for just if they're just using it purely as a storage media, you know, to get you know bigger amounts of data on a disk for games. Hmm. I guess there's no reason they couldn't use the HDVD format or a version of that. You know, some sort well, of. I mean, it depends. It depends how fast it takes to load information. It depends how expensive they are to make. You know, the, these things that we don't really necessarily think about. It's more of a production problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think they'll they'll come up with a solution that holds as much as a Blu-ray that is made by a third party, um, and it, you know, it, like it's cheap enough for them to kind of go into production and make you know games with i don't think the next xbox is going to be like just no no disk drive or anything it will have some kind of like red ray there you go i've just patented it red ray i like it uh, no i sort of agree with X-ray. you i think i think it's still even even though sort of obviously internet and broadband and all that has come on a long way i still think it's too we're soon not, we're not there we're not there no i'm sorry it's, i'm it's, sitting in my chair and i'm comfortable and i don't want to move but then, but then it also depends on when this when this will come out. I mean, when do you think this is going to come out? The next version, or you know, when is it going to happen? Uh, two years, I reckon. See, two years. I don't know. Things can change in two years, but they'll already be planning it now, won't they? They'll already know. Oh what yeah, they're doing. They, yeah, they know what they're doing. I, I think like tw- maybe twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, twenty thirteen, maybe twenty fourteen. Definitely, we'll have one by then. Yeah. Well, let's let's just sort of think on that. How long have we got, Duke? Because uh, thirty seconds. 
30 seconds. Because what I want to move on to is another one off another person, and it sort of ties into this in a way. In a oh, way, so in 20, seconds? twenty seconds. Yeah. yeah. So no, we do, oh. we'll need another three minutes. But I thought we'd, you know, just sort of, you well, know, that's a preview of the next. Yeah, the next topic. one. Will the next take time topic will actually tie into sort of. And this in the thing. last ten seconds. Really. Remember that song when we played that? Oh yeah, that was cool. That was a good song. Seems, oh, seems yeah. ages ago. Yeah, it was a long it's time like ago. ages ago. This conversation has uh, no purpose anymore. Because the next one I want to touch on comes from iPete, and he he says this: "What features would you like to see in the next generation of consoles?" So, what features? So we've got we've got obviously in the Xbox we've got expanded friend list. Expand, yeah, but they don't need a new console for that, do you? Of they course not. Do it. That's not the question, though. Yeah, but that's not that's not needed on the next one because he could do that now. So what would you like to see in the next one that isn't available now? Games with better stories? Yeah, but that, that they could do that now. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the answer you want. I don't know. I'm happy with the graphics. I don't want a next generation. You don't you don't want so you don't want Let's pop in, I guess. I don't know. I don't care. I don't yes. I don't look at 50 people on the screen and go there should be 100 people on the screen. Popping. Is that what you're saying? Less popping is is that's less, less so. What I said, right? You can have anything you want in the next generation of console. What do like, you imagine? Oh. What do you want? Well, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Well, I told you. Now you answer. Everyone, less popping. Um, I want. I guess pretty much what we talked about uh, the other week. I want a console that's got the power of a current really powerful PC. Uh, which will enable us to have better stories and better features in games because it, it's got the power to produce that sort of thing on screen. That's what I want to see. Uh, I want it to be slick. I want it to look cool. Uh, and I want it to have, I don't know, something, I don't know, a toaster on top. How about that? <laughs> so I can eat while I'm gaming. There yes. you go. <laughs> That's lovely. There you go. Jenny, what do you want? Jenny, what do you want? 90 seconds. Oh. I don't know. What the, repeat the question. So, what features would you like to see on the next generation of consoles that we don't currently have? I guess um, a, a, a disc changer. You can Ooh. like you can have multiple discs in there, and you just swap them or something. Also, a fucking remote without like a battery on it that you have to keep recharging in a separate thing, like the PlayStation One, where you can just plug it in and it works. Well, you see, the thing is, I wouldn't want a disc changer. You know why? Because that's just something else to go wrong, isn't it? True. Yeah, don't but, don't don't make it too complex because if it goes wrong, it's knacked then, isn't it? You know, you. I don't screwed. think a disc change is that complex when you got when you got to consider the internet. The the, the it's not. But why do we need a disc yeah, change? Is that much work to put in different games? Uh, yes. No, because you know what? Here's why you don't need a disc changer. Yeah, I don't because. The next generation, we're going to have much more downloadable games anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that so, is true. I mean, I just, I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. Um, uh, well, go deeper into your head. Yeah, more deep. universal hard drives that we can just swap and we don't have to... That's on, like, you can do that on the PlayStation already. Yeah, I like that. I like universal hard drives. Oh, oh, I know what we need. We need instant access buttons for like music and stuff on your uh, controller uh-huh. so that I can like, instantly be like, hotkey, boom, my favorite playlist starts playing, no moving around through menus. No, that'd be cool. That'd be that'd cool. Be cool. So, so some sort of shortcut, shortcut system yes, in the menus. Exactly. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Extract previous track. A better, a better inf- conversation can serve oh. no purpose anymore. Sorry. Oh, I think that was going to be a revelation as well, then, Ginny, on your last one. Yeah, that was uh, be like, we'll have to leave it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. 
It's a shame. Next one. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this one comes from Richard Allen Finch, and he asks this. Finchy! Uh, what are your best three games of all time, any year, and console or PC? Good. So, so your, your top three favorite games. <sighs> it's hard to pick just three. Eco. Okay. Battlefield 2 Modern Combat was the oh. best in the Battlefield series. It had great multiplayer, huge maps, five flags on each map. It's so sad to see only three flags on each map these days, or four. Um, and, I mean, four is all right, but three is just too few. And, and then, I suppose I'd put Mist up there. Oh, okay. What a, okay. What a predictable answer. It's a bit predictable. It is a little bit. So, Chinny, what are yours? Top three games of all time. Any console, PC, My favorite game ever, if someone says, what's the only game, what's your favorite game in the single one? I I used to say Goldeneye. And then, recently, I used to say Portal. Right? And I debated this a couple of days ago. What would I think it's changed. Right? (gasps) Right? And if someone says, like, one game, best ever, I'd say Portal 2. Yeah. Right? Um, so yeah. I, and uh, my second choice will be Portal One, but that's a bit of a cop out. So I'll say three games: Portal Two, Golden Eye 007, and Super Mario World. Wow, wow! Not a single yeah. Rockstar game there. Super Mario World. Are yourself a, a fanboy? I know. A close, a very close one that I nearly replaced Super Mario World would be Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead and Portal are definitely in my top ten. Probably but, top five. Su- Super, Super Mario World is so connected to my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Red Dead Redemption, I played it as an adult. Super Mario, I, I was addicted to that when I was a kid. So I, I had to pick Super Mario World um, because I just, I just know it off by heart. And it's such a great... And it holds up so well, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I think my number three uh, would be Monkey Island. Cheerleader Chainsaws. No, Monkey Island, because, right, I just remember a summer when, when I got that game on the Commodore Amiga, uh, and there was myself, my brother, and his mates, and we all just sat on the bed, uh, just playing the game together, you know, and just trying to work out the puzzles and what we had to do with what, and it was just brilliant, you know, I just sort of remember that so fondly, you know, just sort of sat there playing Monkey Island on the on the Amiga, and I thought it was just excellent. Um, and then Another World because I think that was the first time mm. I played a game and it made me realise that games could have story and there could be more to it than just... That was a very groundbreaking game. Yeah, shoot, and, I, and I just remember it. You know, it's one of my most vivid memories was playing Another oh, World sure. from See, start this is to the thing, right, Like This is the thing. Where, and we get mixed up with like like best games that we think, we think are the best games or the best memories we've had. Well, I guess it's a bit of both for me, though, because both of those games, for me... Are both great. This games. conversation can oh. serve no purpose anymore. Can't, can't believe we're out of time. Are both great one? games. What's, both what's great games. Uh, and my third, my third one would be, my number one would be Portal Two without a shadow. Yeah, would be Portal Two because I just think it's, it just did everything so right. And and having recently obviously played the co-op, I just realised again how brilliant that game is. Yeah, well, look, the thing is, right? I think you you truly know what you think about a game about two months after you've finished playing it. Right, and when you're playing a game, you like you can either go, "This is shit," and then think about it and go, "Actually, that wasn't that bad." Like in, in you, like in hindsight, we put it to. I was playing it. I was like, "This is brilliant," 
but it's it's not capturing the same feeling I had in Portal One, which is still true, right? But when I when I think about both of the games now, and like there's a bit of time between when I've played them, like I think Portal Two is so much better, uh, and like I had such a great time with it, and it still gives you those goosebump feelings, like holy shit, what's going on feelings? Uh, that's why I just love Portal Two. So yeah, it's, yeah, uh, no, I absolutely agree. I think I think. I think you know yeah, the, the, really. the fact that like you, you know Duke played Mist. Oh, he played like Eco, and he and he like still years later he's going. These are the greatest games ever. And yeah. and when you play a game, sometimes you think, oh, this is like this is this is really good. And then you 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 think about it. Actually, actually, no, that was that was a bit shit, really. Like, I think you know hindsight is a is a beautiful thing. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it was interesting because earlier we were talking about comedy in games, weren't you? We were talking about Driver being funny and stuff like that. But you know, when you go back to playing the original Monkey Island, that game was funny. You know, we yeah. we had some proper laugh out loud moments playing that game. You know, it's and cheap I, though. It's cheap. It's like you know, rubber chicken for the line. Yeah, it's like that, that's a, a yeah. That's a but it made thing. you smile though. You just couldn't help but smile. Like you know, you when smile, but you smile at feces. Yeah, but when you when you did the the sort of the dueling with the you know with words as opposed. Yeah, it is to funny. It's a funny game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very cleverly done. Though. Tim Schafer, you know, in his heyday, you know. Yeah, great. Anyway, so uh, that one. So thank you for that, uh, Finchy. That was great. I like it. Another example, right, of like playing a game and thinking it's better than it was. Like, I played Spencer's of Conviction when it came out, more or less. And I was like, this is an okay game, right? And now, when I think about it, I go, I, I really enjoyed that game. Like, I really enjoyed. It, it sticks in my mind. You know what I mean? As a, like a really good game. I was like, oh man. No, I would absolutely agree. And the the, thing, the interesting thing with that game is that. I'm not into stealthy games at all. I don't tend to like them very much, but I enjoyed playing. And I didn't like the demo of that. I was a bit down on the demo, but played yes. the game and really enjoyed it. So there you go. So those games that stick in your head like when you finish playing, like they're, they're the good games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, next one's from JJUK, a new member on the site. And in his uh, bio thing, he put, you know, we have a question, what would you like to talk about? Uh, and uh, he or she, could be she, I guess, said this. Uh, he would like to talk about how the EA Online Pass system sucks if you have two Xboxes in the same house and only one copy of the game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a new thing, and they're sort of working out kinks. I think that multiple, uh, you know, multi, uh, same site, multiple machine licenses is something that they should work out. Like, for another dollar, you can play it on two different machines. Well, maybe you should do that or... I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I'm trying to think how they could do it. If you if you register in it anyway, you could just sign in. I guess on the second system, and it'll allow more than one console signed in. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because they would. Yeah, but they should definitely find a way to do it. Yeah, I agree with him that it's ridiculous that you had to pay for two licenses. I don't think the system itself. I I think the we've no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. I agree. Uh, The the system, but the fact that he can't play on multiple consoles, that's a bit shit. And I'm sure EA would like like a workaround. Of that. There must be but, some way that he can play it upstairs or downstairs or whatever he wanted to I, play. I, it think, off the I, other I think Duke's right. It's, it's, we're in the transition. Look, this is the first time it's been introduced. We, we still get. I mean, before this Xbox, like, we didn't even think about you know that whole arcade thing, downloading them, and then you you have a new console because it dies and it doesn't work. This whole like, if you're not connected to Xbox Live, this whole thing has just happened this generation, right? And it's not built in. You know what I mean? They didn't make this console with this in mind. They didn't make this infrastructure with this in mind. So the next, it's just growing pains, I think, with that. And it's just a bit of, like, you have to kind of 
take it on the chin. And I think, interestingly, you know, when we played the Uncharted 3 beta, uh, my console had broken, hadn't it? Uh, so I had you to at go, the um, yellow light of doom? Yellow light yellow of doom. Light of so doom. I played. I played on my wife's upstairs in the in in the main bedroom. You know, I played on that console up there. Uh, I uh, got a war your console. But had had this me off. had this system been in force for that game, I guess I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I'd have bought a pass online upstairs. Although. You see, and I think this is the difference. With the PS3, you can just sign into your account, and if it was connected to your account, it wouldn't matter. Now, this is the, why the PS3 got hacked. Yeah. Would the same not apply, though? If you took the hard drive off the one downstairs and plugged it in on the one upstairs, would it not be attached to that hard drive, and then you could still do no, it? No, I think, I think if, you, if you're not connected to Xbox Live, or like something like that... Um, well, you would be, wouldn't you? Because you'd just be connected that, via your same account and everything, so surely that would still work. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, like... I'm willing to take JD's like word for it, like because it's just weird. It's really complicated how, like, if if sometimes it's tied to the profile, sometimes it's tied to the console, and like it's oh, really odd how they do the licenses. I I, I I don't I can't keep up with it, and it's it's fucked up. And I agree with him. Yeah, I think the thing with the PS3, it would be linked to your profile, not to the console. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, Xbox, it's a bit of both. Which yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if it works the same on the PS3 as it does on the Xbox, because obviously they do it for both consoles, but I don't know how it works. This conversation can serve no purpose Excellent anymore. Timing. Okay, next one's from uh, Antonio Phillips, otherwise known as uh, G.H. Rockar, and about 15 other different names. Um, and basically, he asks us this. Uh, which game would you like to see not exist? Uh, one that has a big following and one that hasn't got a big following. So he wants one that's popular and one that's not so popular, but both of them you would like to see go away. So, Duke. Dare I even add... I'd like to see the Madden series go away. Ah, I feel okay. like I feel like those are just a perfect example of them exploiting people every year for a game that doesn't change very much and... They could put the game out every three years with, you know, kit and player updates every year if they really want to. You know, ten bucks gets you all the new players and you know, new kit or whatever. It's it's ridiculous that people pay sixty dollars for that game every year. And in FIFA's the same way, I guess, but I I don't know enough about that to say. I feel like I'm more of an authority on Madden for some reason. Yeah, I think you could just put them both together because they're pretty much the same. You probably could. And I mean, I admit that Call of Duty is sort of like that now too, so I'm kind of a hypocrite because I buy Call of Duty every year, but I don't know. But I would agree that Call of Duty should follow that same thing too. Just give us the new maps. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what about a game that hasn't got a big following? Is there any game you can think of which... You sort of know about that's like got a cult following, I guess. Uh, you know that should go away. So one, I don't get mad at those games because they're going away by themselves. Like they don't keep getting made. Yeah, I guess that's. I fair want that enough. lollipop game to go away. How's that? <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll take that. Chini, what about you? Big game that you want to see go away? Um, that shouldn't this, exist. The 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 suit of fifty one games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think <laughs> they should fuck right off. <laughs> oh my god, that's harsh. That's really, it's really true. harsh. Truth hurts, man. It's true. It's per- it's you're a pervert. <laughs> Suda fifty one. You're a pervert. You're you're a pervert waiting to be arrested. You're getting away with it. Um, 
Um, is that a well-known game, the Suda 51 guys, or they're more cool? Uh, I, I guess that might fall into both categories, really. Yeah, it's a weird, weird one. Yeah. It's sort of, they, they are, they are, they're, they're seen as big games, but don't tend to get a big following, I guess. Mm. 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 Uh, other ones, are, I think another one would be, now I'm a bit of a hypocrite here, but movie tying games. Oh. Like, because like, there's only two great movie tying games. There, and there's a Quantum ton of, of Solace. No. There's a ton of <laughs> hey. media Let me finish. There's a ton of mediocre um movie tying games and there's a there's a ton of shitty ones, right? And there's yeah. it's the very rare happening when you get a Golden Eye, Double Seven, or a Wolverine, which is the other one. Um Quantum Solace. <laughs> or Quantum Solace. <laughs> right. Uh and I think, like, Batman Arkham Asylum proved, like, one of the most successful movies of this... Like, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Fuck this. Right. <laughs> it's The Dark Knight, right? Like, what, what, it did amazing in the box office. It was so good. And it's not, it's not very often that a film gets the critics going and the public going at the same time. Right? And they didn't make a game for it. Yeah, it's true. And I admire them. And what they did... I think they, that's because Arkham Asylum dropped around the same time and they were like, we'll was, just let that be the tie-in. Because people like, went crazy for Batman around that time and they went looking for a Batman game and there it was. Well, that's all they need to know, right? So, like, they don't need, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't come out exactly the same time, right? And I suppose, I mean, maybe they kind of semi-planned it, but there's no way you can guarantee like like it wasn't anything to do with the dark knight he wasn't even the, the same kind of look you know what i mean it was nothing to do with it all right and you can rely on people liking that ip or brand rather than hey there's a move there's a game to the movie i just saw like have a little bit of faith in you know Batman and how, like and Superman and things like like we never had a good Superman game which is another fucking story because Superman's like, the worst um, character. He's pretty like, bad. He's, yeah, he's terrible. He's like got no weakness apart from a crystal. Brilliant, right? <laughs> and, and, like, you know, like I, I think like the Green Lantern games and shit, like, shit like that. We don't need them. They're just a waste of space. Uh, yeah. There you go. I'm ranting Quick, a lot. This I know, yeah. I didn't. We didn't even got, got to the end. I didn't even do mine. Um, yeah, the the first game I'd like to see not exist anymore is is the new upcoming Fable game, uh, because Peter Molyneux makes too many empty bloody promises, and I'm sick of hearing him rabbited on. But then, about... would you ban him from making games ever again? Ah, oh, God. That's a tough I, I, question. I banned Suda51, so... Yeah. I, you know, as much as I love him, and I do love the guy, I'm sick of hearing him telling me how great this game's going to be, and you're going to plant a seed and grow a tree and all that shit, and it never happens. I'm sick of his empty promises, so, yeah, potentially all I'd like to see... What you want to do is make, play a game where you plant a tree, yeah. and you come back yeah. and it grows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, it, yeah, so his next upcoming... I won't see Fable not exist anymore. I don't want another Fable game. Fable 2 was empty promises enough for me. I don't want any more Fable games. So they, uh, and one that hasn't got a big following. I couldn't really think of anything, to be honest. You know, that's all. Fable's too. enough. Yeah, Fable's enough. That'll do. Okay. Fable 2 was mediocre, I thought. 
at best, at best, and yeah. and uh, yeah, and, and I know we talked about it many, many times. But pretty uh, dull game. Like three, I'll try three, but I'm not not that excited about it. No, and to be honest with you, that co-op was god awful. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one. This one's from uh, Agent Spider Silk, known better known as James Johnson, uh, and he asks us this: uh, What should I play on the eight-hour flight I'm going on, 3DS or iPhone? What should he play on his eight-hour flight? Bring a book. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, book. usually mobile gaming, I think, is better like, on an iPhone or iPad or whatever. But for eight hour flight, I'll say you, long you, time. You, you bang in a Zelda game. Yeah, you do. I mean, that's that, that's the thing. I mean, I love reading on flights. I actually really love the ability to, you know, I, I kind of don't have a choice. But I think it would be really interesting to have a DS and, like, yeah, go through an entire game in one sitting. My My recommendation... Uh, I don't know whether it lasts him the whole eight hours, uh, but Lego uh, Pirates of the Caribbean on the 3DS was excellent. That's an excellent game, so I would recommend that. Or, obviously, Ocarina of Time. Now, the problem he's going to have, unless he can plug his 3DS in, it'll only last for about three hours. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take a book, take your yeah. iPhone. And in all, and in all honesty, his iPhone won't last much longer. <laughs> That'll be about Take the your 3DS, take your iPhone, and take and a book. The book. And play three hours of Zelda, two hours of Angry Birds and Stupid Zombies or whatever. Yeah. Tiny Towers, which is a, apparently another good game, and yeah. then read yeah. read Grand Theft Auto. Actually, I've got a, I've got an even better idea. If he downloads, if he hasn't got it already, download Stanza uh, Reader on your iPhone, and you can get loads of free books. And one of them is called Use Your Battery. Then yeah, no, but it doesn't. It doesn't. You can turn the brightness down, so it doesn't use very much at all. Really, it lasts for ages, hours and hours. Uh, but look up "For the Wind" by uh, Cory Doctorow, and it's an awesome book about sort of mm. massive multiplayer games and stuff, and about all the the way that they treat it like a sweatshop and make people game for hours for money and stuff. It's very very Old cool. Farming, like, yeah, but it's a really cool thriller as well. It's an excellent story. So "For the Wind" on stanza can't go wrong. There you go. Uh, and I think that's it. How long Keep we talking. got? How long we got we got? Another minute. Another minute? Oh my god! <laughs> Let's uh, talk about um, other games that we'd like to see less of because you didn't. Yeah, yeah. What else? On that, Stu. Yeah, uh, what other of. games are shit and we don't want to see any more of them? I don't know. What else is there? What else? I've had enough of. Um... See, I'd just say COD because that's the obvious one for me. We do need to. Yeah, I wouldn't mind if they drew a lion under it. What were you saying, Chinny? We do need to stop these like really mediocre first-person shooters. Yeah, like the sniper yeah. game and ah, uh, yeah, Cry- even Crisis Two. I mean, it was all right, but it just wasn't impressive. Like Call of Duty Four changed everything. Like it absolutely yeah. fucked up the whole first-person genre, and now everything's been a copy of that. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'd like to see less of in games. That's, I know it's not a game, but people just putting a multiplayer in just for the sake of having one. Yeah. Yeah, Bioshock proved that you don't need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But another thing as well in games is when like what Call of Duty started, and then Modern Warfare Two like just took the piss. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. When they grab like the camera from you, like control away from you, right? And like just yeah. do this cinematic. Like Bioshock did it. Even in bit. Vanquish, man. Like Call of Duty Four did it. Right, but they don't do it, they don't overdo it. But Modern Warfare Two does it ridiculous, and Black Ops as well. Right, and yeah. like Homefront is just fucking mad on it, and they they yeah. they love it now. So yeah, I don't know. 
Well, I guess that's because they're trying to go for this cinematic angles. And well, stuff, Uncharted it? does it, but it does it like it does it in a, when Uncharted grabs the camera away from you, grabs the controls away. It does it in a spe- spectacular way. You know what I mean? It's like okay, we can't let you do this at the moment because it's going to be an awesome moment. But you don't feel you, mad that they've taken it. But the thing is, though, look, they give you control straight away. Like yeah. when at moments that you think I can't move at this point, this is like, the one moment in Uncharted Two is when you're jumping from truck to truck, and you're like, "Oh shit, I have to do this," and mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. It feels like a cutscene. It's brilliant. It's so good and clever. And yeah. Dead Space Two does it, it, it pretty well as well. So. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. Okay, here we go. Uh, we've got a couple of emails, uh, and then we need to get the hell out of here. So Play that's it. it. Egg time. Play it. Doing the emails. Here we go. Okay, this one's a quick one. I like this one. First one up. Here we go. Uh, okay, so I added you guys on Twitter finally, and you have asked if we have any questions. Well, yes, I do. It's a simple question. Uh, can I have a shout-out, please? No reason. Just never had one. Cheers, fella. Scotty Stew in Calgary. So there you go. Shout-out to you there, Stew. How about that? Lord, hey! That... Shout-out! Uh, I'm shouting. Uh... Stew in Calgary. Scottish person. Okay, and uh, next one up. Now this is a bit of a, a bit more of a uh, what? And this really is a wall of text. There are no paragraphs, so you'll have to bear with me. Okay, are you ready for this? This one's from Hans V. Hans V, and he says Whoa. this. Here we go. Oh, I just looked at it. Uh, yeah, dear veteran gamers, mainly Duke for the majority. Great. You re- yeah, you really don't have to read the first part of the email on the podcast, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, I just pass oh, it on. Face. Yeah, I just pass it on to Duke. But do read the end. I spotted Duke had an error in the last podcast when oh. he said there is no peaceful ending in Fallout. Well, I would like to tell you there is one where you only kill maybe fifteen Legion soldiers. So that's obviously very peaceful because <laughs> you only kill fifteen people. So <laughs> right, yeah, right. very peaceful. And I know exactly what he's going to say, and he's right. I have pretty much realised that Chini and Stu don't give a crap about Fallout. Well, that's not true. Not true. No, no that's true. don't care about it as much as I do. Yeah, yeah we just don't care. Yeah. As as We're not I, as much I, of a fanboy as you. I jumped on Fallout yeah. 3 late, a year, year and a half late. Uh, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. maybe just a year late. And I was engrossed in Fallout 3. Like, I yeah. was to the point where I went to a music festival and all I could think about was people living in tents in like, the Fallout <laughs> yeah, forum. Yeah. I was and I... I no, Fallout New Vegas, they actually, there are a lot of people who actually live in tents. I just so. haven't... For some reason, Fallout, Fallout New Vegas isn't a game that I'm rushing out to play because I, I just know what I'm going to get. It's more Fallout, but it is a game yeah. that I will kind of... And it's a huge to. investment of time, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. And I got it day one and played it for six hours straight, Fallout 3. Yeah. So and you know, it since. and I've hardly played. No, I've played probably about thirty hours in all. Oh, I've just never I forgot to it. tell you. I forgot to never tell you about a game that I bought from the shop. Oh, what was that? Right. This isn't one of Stu's mediocre. I went out of my house stories. <laughs> this is a good. I went out of my house. Story. Guess what? I bought a game from Game for fifteen pounds. Have yeah. a guess what it is. Fifteen. Is it new-ish or old-ish? Or in between? It's new-ish. Well, for 15 quid, it's got to be new-ish, I guess. It's, you know, it's not cheap, cheap, is it? Um, I'm trying to think. Hold on. 
It's new, yeah, newish. I'd say 2010. I think it was. Give us a time. What type of game it is, and then give us a, narrows it down a little bit. Ooh, right? I don't know. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I should. Um, we're still in an email here, but anyway. I know. I know. Hans V. Bird with us. Go on. What? what? Right. Yeah. What sort of game is it? Go on, to- go on. Okay. I don't know because it'll give it away. Uh, it's an RPG. Okay. Dragon Age. Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Oh, this yeah, will be interesting. Dragon Age Origins, right? Yeah. I've also yeah. bought like the. Sorry, a little late. The, the Ultimate Edition. Wow. Okay. So you get the extra bit. Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age Awakening. It yeah. includes all seven downloadable content packs for fifteen pounds. That's all right. Speaking That's of things that we've bought. Recently, I have to confess to something because I oh, made a kind of dumb purchase recently. Connect? No, I didn't make <laughs> connect. Oh, that's never. That's happened. really dumb. I would never buy that. Yeah. Um, it's a game I already own, and in fact, it's a Fallout game because the Fallout Three Ultimate Collector's Edition was on sale recently for cheap, and it's still not super cheap. I mean, it's thirty bucks, so that's quite a bit, that's especially cheap. for a game I already own. Jeez. But it has an actual bobblehead in it. And a Vault Tech lunchbox. Yeah. How cool is it going to be for you me to bring my lunch to school in an actual oh, Vault okay. Tech lunchbox? Oh, God. I'm going to be the coolest person ever with that. Oh, okay, that just that just stick it. Are you going to stick it next to your novelty ties? Brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. okay. At least you can use that. Well, you yeah, can. exactly. That's the thing. As I was looking at it, I'm like, eh, I don't know, at thirty bucks, I can use it. And those, and not, and very few people will get it. But those who get it will be like, you have an actual bobblehead from Fallout. I'll be like, yeah, that's right. Anyway, we have got an email. Tell us much, Stu. We're reading an email here, I think. Whatever, I don't care. Uh, although, to be fair, I, I also have bought a bargain game this week. That's true. I haven't played it what yet. Have but I, I, I bought uh, <laughs> Brutal Legends. Uh, for six pounds, brand new. That is a bargain for that game. Six quid, and it's got it's yeah. got some ten out of tens when I had a look on Metacritic, and I'm like, right, I'm gonna get it. Six quid. So there you mm-hmm. go. Six pounds for-, for a game that was ten out of ten a couple of years ago. I know. Amazing. Uh, anyway, so anyway, carry on, carry on. Uh, yeah. So call a spoiler alert. So oh god, do we have to have the yes? Play it. Oh god. Really enjoyed that. Liked it. Um... Okay, so anyway, I I would like to tell you, Duke, that there is an ending to Fallout that only has you fight a handful of soldiers. Yes. If you don't want to know or don't want the listeners to know, don't read the next sentence or two and skip right to the right here sign here. Yes. All you have to do is go through the Yes Man quest, don't piss off the NCR, then disguise as them at the end. Then choose to power up the Securitons and level up your speech to 100 <laughs> and talk the final Legion boss out of fighting you by yes. using all the peaceful 100% speech dialogue options. Yes. Then, when the NCR shows up to tell you your Securitons yes. or whatever, Securitrons, uh, to yes. blast them to hell, then jump backwards over cover. Right yes. here, right here. I also would like to give you much virtual pie and much virtual money to ensure that I win the drawing contest. Yes. Do not imagine this as a bribe. Imagine it as interacting friendly gestures. Right. If you will not accept my offer, this never happened. 
This leads me to yes. my final point, which you fanboys probably covered, is Borderlands 2. I would like to ask you what you think of it and your expectations since it has been at least one more year before it's released. I hear that the 17 million guns won't be the same. Four guns with four different colours. Yes. Everything else will also have new things such as locations and characters and equipment or powers. To great podcasting, Hans TV, a.k.a. Hansy Bonsai, a.k.a. Hans TV, a.k.a. Hans Vekar. Too many names. names. So there you Pick go. a name. So there you go. So Borderlands 2, yeah, it's going to be great. Don't know enough yet, and it's not out. We haven't really talked about Borderlands 2. Nah. How do we feel? We haven't got time. We really don't have an opinion about it. What are we going to say? It looks awesome. What's the group feel? Uh, Yay, more Borderlands. It's going to be good. There you go. Okay, next one. Last email from Jason Powell, uh, and he says this. Hey, guys, trust you are well. Uh, today I bought a special edition 360 wireless controller, the one with the silver buttons and the oh, fancy don't get him on controllers. I did this after my Reach special edition pad was showing considerable word damage, especially on the left analog stick, presumably from seven days and 16 hours of consistent sprinting and push-forward motion necessary to play Black Ops. Lol. My question is, uh, when was the last time you purchased a new controller? Uh, were you dazzled by a shiny special edition like I was? No. Or did you have to get one because it died through excessive use like mine? Or did you just smash it on the floor in anger? I'm looking one. at you, Duke. No. Uh, as always, guys, still in work. I hope you're still getting out what you put in. Step J. So, controllers, when was the last oh, time? Do, you... we, do we get out of what we put in? Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Do I do. I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I certainly do. I love hearing from people and having folks message me. Podcast is awesome. No, but we don't. We don't see free stuff that very often, do we? I'm not doing I'm not, this for free. Well, I'm stuff. I'm not doing it for the free stuff. And Why besides, Bongo gave us free stuff. We just chose to give it away. Yeah. We could have kept that. Why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm joking. Um, anyway, 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 anyway. You're joking, but if someone gave us 10 quid each, we wouldn't turn it away. No, 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 no. Right. No, we don't accept money. We accept free stuff, but not money. Right. Quickly, uh, controller, yeah, controller. We've got to go. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> oh, shut up, Stu. Shut Running up, out of time. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, we used to follow time with that fascinating story about Stu's work. Yeah, shut up. So, controllers, right. We talked about this recently where uh, I bought a black Frank controller, controller and uh, Duke had the... Well, Duke brought it up first. Yeah, Frank controller. stuff. And yeah. I... Also, I had to buy a controller and it was black, but I'm not too bothered about it. I just don't yes. like the way it gets on with my PlayStation controller. So, um, yeah, usually the reason why I have to buy a new controller is because the, the sticks stick to the left or the right or something. And like your, your character is like just wandering around in a circle, which is annoying. I go. never throw my controllers, really. I've, I've never bought an additional, uh, like a new controller. I bought additional controllers, but I'd, I guess I don't play enough first-person shooters sprinting constantly to wreck them. So mine sort of live for quite a good time. So I don't have any issues in mine. That's interesting. I wonder, because I don't know that I play a lot of first-person shooters. But no, you only play like weeks of Modern yeah, Warfare. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who cares? Yeah. I'm, I'm worth it's so crazy, because I noticed yeah, I'm now that when I got my new controller, I was lock-picking in Fallout. It's so much easier when it doesn't suddenly start drifting for no reason. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's so nice. So, yeah. So, yeah, mine, mine tend to live a bit longer. I've, I don't think I've ever bought a new like a replacement controller. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're special. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and that's it for email. So thank you very much for those. 
Uh, we need to do shout outs and get the hell out of me. So, Duke, off you go. Shout outs. Okay, shout outs. Nick Nitrous gave us a link to the Wild Wasteland on the Fallout Wiki. All the definitions about what is actually different on the Wild Wasteland. Apparently, I just wasn't wandering to the right spots to have the Wild Wasteland experiences. And James Bearden posted some blurry pics on Facebook, which were better written than the Wiki, but um, they were very blurry and hard to read and upside down and this stuff. Anyway, um, there's also a really funny video online. Uh, people put together a montage of funny stuff from Fallout, so you can check that out if you go to the forums new members we've got three of them this week damn shit uh keverton 1878 godzilla and diamond dave so thanks to y'all for signing up she also we got some friends on the facebook you want to be my friend on the facebook you want to be my one of my friends um, Simon Bennett Britton, Stephen Ellis, Mike Higgins, Mike Hardman, Richard Hardy, Dom Lampard, Parsnip Nose. He actually, that's his name on Facebook. Parsnip is the first name. Nose is his last name. And Olivier Desir. So thank you to all of you for becoming our friends. And our last play day, Uncharted 2, was attended by me and Chinny and Top Gun Mofo. So thank you all for coming. The next one on Sunday, the 21st of August, 6 p.m. UK time, uh, 12 noon in the central time in the U.S., 1 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be home front on the 360. Some people have been asking for that on the forums, so check it out and play with us. Yay! And then there was a game you wanted, Chinny, which will be next time. Yay! What was it? GTA. Right. So, there you go. There you go. Right, Chinny. Shout out. Uh, sh- shout out to um, Antonio, GH Rocker. Uh, just because, you know, he turned up for the playdown, and I think he deserves two shout outs. And get a new mic. Done. Yes. Excellent. Uh, well, I'm going to do uh, our latest iTunes review. Hey. So we've got, one. Uh, so we've got this one's off uh, Keverton1878. So he's bloody old, he is, isn't he? 1878. Uh, but he's one of the Almost new members on the site. I know, one of the new members on the site as well. And he says this. Uh, <laughs> I know, great podcast. He says, I love this podcast. Uh, two chats with different views on gaming and one lad from Preston obsessed with minor aesthetic details. Sorry, yeah. Stu. Uh, loads of... Please stop uh, whining uh, whatever. about minor aesthetic God. details. Whatever. Uh, loads of gaming banter and info recommended. So thank you ever so much for that. And that's it. So because we, we've got to get out of here quick. So that's it. Do you want to do although, the... Although we're still doing the competition, right? Well, Yeah, like... yeah competition. Nearly forgot about that. The thing is, right, if you listen to this podcast the day it's published, which will be Friday the 20th... You're too August, late. Right, no, no, you're not too late. Right? You're not. It's the last no. chance. It's the yeah. like, it, midnight, the, I guess. The competition like ends on midnight on the nineteenth of August. So if you listen to this as soon as it's straight off the press, you still <laughs> do it have now. Time. Do it now, right? <laughs> but if you haven't, uh, then you're too late. I'm sorry. And then it's the next competition, which you might. <laughs> and we have had some more entries this week. We have more you. entries. Yeah. I, Keep them coming. I think. Uh, Hans V, Hans v. Two, uh, Jake Brab, John Merrick, Andrew, Jake Brab, Hans V. And thanks to Bongo for making it all possible. Yeah. Um, Matt Weston, Matt Weston, Tom. Oh, no, no, no. There you go. So we've got a few there. Um, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, done. Excellent. Uh, yeah, do you want to do VG Hub? Uh, what do you mean? The, the advert for VGHub.net. Do you want to have an advert for VGHub.net? We cannot do it's it For yet. some reason, it's not opening up, and I'm Brilliant. like, come on. Well, just go the load. Saves time, that. Just go the... Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is. Go there. Check no. 
Phil, got go there. there. On there. BGHub.net. Just, that's it. Just do that. BGHub.net. Go to yeah, never mind the recording thing. In the way they're uh, delivering yeah. some. Oh my god, that was like a wall of noise, wasn't it? Jesus. Yes, wall of noise. It's like Mersbo up in this piece. Brilliant. Right, we're going. Bye. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Jamaful. Yeah, that as well. Maybe I should replace Red Dead Redemption for Super Mario World. I don't know. Well, Golden Eye for Super Mario <laughs> That's it, we're done. Why don't you? Why don't you?